Welcome, friends, to a discussion on cinema. It's a really complicated review of the Avatar Way of Water film. Uh, we're going to find out today if anybody in the Fake Nerd podcast is AWA-pilled. Now, the way that this is going to be handled is that uh, I am hosting, and I am, of course, Sparks Witty. For this first part, I'm joined by Brandon T. McClure, and then later in a second part, we'll be joined by Ryan and Ben without Brandon, because Brandon had to go on a cruise. So that is what we'll be doing. Oh, and uh, so without further ado, here's Brandon T. McClure. Hi, sir. Good morning. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Uh, had to go on a cruise is apt. Uh, I couldn't get the fuck out of it. Oh, and no. just I'm sure our audience feels really, really bad for you. If they knew me, they would. I just like just like this movie used its its one f bomb. Uh, I I use mine as well. Ooh, my sprite lives in lives in the way of water. No, so it does. Right. Um, yeah. So hi, hi. Uh, can I ask what you thought of this movie? Um, I uh want to actually start with you. Uh -huh. um, because you apparently see the vision. Uh, so I think that perhaps you have been AWOP-pilled. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. Okay, so Brandon's been AWOP-pilled. Um, I'll say I like it a s small amount better than the first one, but not by a lot. Yeah, I like it a lot better than the first one. Well, that's um, that's cool. I'm I'm excited to hear about it. I I will also say just to get out of the way real quick for for audience members, like I'm I'm going to be more of a soundboard interjecting where I can, but I know there's stuff I'm going to be saying in in another part of the conversation, bouncing off of what Ben and Ryan say. So I'm uh, mostly catering to the other guys to give them avenues for discussion. Sure. Um. Yeah. I. Uh. Where should I start? I so here's so okay. I like the first Avatar film. I've always liked the first Avatar film. I thought it was a really good movie. Um, I enjoyed it when I I enjoyed it when I first watched it in the theaters, and I maybe watched it one more time in theaters, and then hadn't since. Um, and when we re, when we rewatched it, I was like, oh right, yeah, I really like this movie. It's a good movie. It's a fun time. It's pretty simple. Uh, CGI still looks amazing. Love it. Great. The smile on my face in this movie. Uh, I noticed. About 20 minutes into the movie, I was like, oh, I've been smiling the entire time. This mm -hmm. movie, I, I, I did get to see this in 3D. Um, I think this movie improves on the first in almost every single way. Um, the, the, you know what? I want to get this out of the way. I want to get the visuals out of the way. Because obviously, look, this is, this is Avatar. We, a lot of people talk about for 13 years have been saying, oh, well, the visuals are great. So, yes, I want to get this out of the way. The visuals are insanely good in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, this is some of some CGI work that, frankly, I've never seen done. Um, the the way that. The way that CGI CG elements interact with live action elements um, in movies in general is very tricky, especially when you have CG characters interacting with with uh, real people. Um, there's this floatiness to it. There's this kind of like awkward movement because, you know, um, you ever seen, you've seen Tintin. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's this kind of bigness to, to motion capture acting um, that even the first avatar has, you know, people are doing lots of stuff with their hands that people wouldn't normally do with their hands. Sure. Um, but this film, this film was the first time that I actually thought I was watching blue people. Mm-hmm. Like these were just blue people. Um, 
the 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 way they interact with uh, Spider specifically, who's the prob who's probably the main the major live action component that is that is in most of this movie. Yeah, I would say so. Um, the way that 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 the Navi <clears throat> interact with him is so seamless. You forget that the, there's there's four people not real in that scene. Right. Um, and I thought I think the the fact that we've we've come to that point is incredible and. Um, I'm so excited to see where that well, te- that takes the technology. I agree with you in the sense that um, obviously the visuals are incredible. I will say like 60% of the movie, my brain did the thing where it's like, oh, right, this isn't real. Um, <laughs> and and that's, that is a credit. I, I don't think it's a point of like the technology is there now. The technology has been there since the first Avatar. It's time and money. Like that's yeah. really what it is. You give time and money to the artists to do it. Every film project could look this good if given the amount of time and money. Yeah. Um, it's just should it? <laughs> and and realistically, no. Like the turnaround, the the, the, the there's a reason this takes years to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, same as Arcane, right? Like the the reason Arcane looks as incredible as it does is because it takes a, a lot of time and a lot of a lot of artists work put into it and total credit to the artists. Like it looks incredible. Um, But I don't think it's something where necessarily like we've unlocked like the first avatar unlocked technology. I don't think this has unlocked new technology. It's simply given a lot of time. Sure. Um, That's a good, that's a good point. I think that we, I think that um, that kind of goes into a whole thing about like, you know, there's, there was this article going around this week at the time of this recording by IOTC trying to unionize the VFX workers and they should. Uh, And, because because like you know you know it would benefit the the audience because if vfx workers unionize we'd get more projects like this well in theory um you know like there's still again like no amount of you can't you can't expect every like the mc not every mcu movie is now going to take you know three times as long to make so that it looks this good. You know, that's just not going to happen. They're not going to live on that kind of timetable. Um, And I think it's going to become a question of like, where I think it'll become a question of where is it warranted? Where does it actually benefit what you're doing with the film to make it look this good? Mm -hmm. Because it it does look incredible. It is a sight to behold. Um, Absolutely. You should go see it in theaters. It's incredible. It's visually spectacular uh, because the artist put incredible work into it. But the thing is, like, not every movie needs this. Mm-hmm. And specifically, this movie needs it because I think without it, there's not a lot to write home about. <laughs> sure. Um, it, it kind of lives and dies on its visuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things I like in the movie. Um, this is us getting beyond the visuals and into the other stuff. But uh, But there's nothing here that's like, man, this story had to be told. Hmm. You know, like this story needed to be done uh, and we needed to to go back to Pandora for for X, Y, Z reason of story. It's mostly about giving you more of Pandora and Pandora looks incredible. Um, No denying, no denying. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think in the question of the lead up to this, because we've been anticipating for this for so long, uh, was there a a great story to tell? The answer is maybe, Um, but it definitely feels like we're only getting the opening part of potentially what's been thought of and there's no indication that there is in fact a great story here there's... and what i mean by that i just want to say yeah. real quick what i mean by that is we're not given a, a lot of new story elements uh beyond beyond meeting a new tribe 
and engaging with the world of the ocean, um, you know, it is it is still the bad sky people coming down, doing what they're doing, fighting them. Um, and I think there was room to enrich it with more flavor. And somehow in an over three hour film, it didn't happen. Um, and we'll get into that. But go sure. ahead. Sure. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I there was there was definitely a lot of this film that I felt like we were watching Avatar one in a way. Like it's not. It's clearly Avatar two. It's it takes <clears throat> it takes it 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 continues the story from the first film as far as Jake Sully is concerned. But in a lot of ways, we are being reintroduced to Pandora in a different way. Um, and I wonder how much of that is meant to. Um, is this film kind of meant is, is Cameron maybe anticipating that we don't remember the first film as well as, as well as he'd hope. Um, or if that's the, or if it was a studio note or whatever, but that's kind of where I'm, I tweeted after watching this movie that I see the vision. And it's because this is, this feels like part one of a four part Epic that I feel that I could be very invested in that I could, that I desperately want to see um, because there's a lot of elements that this film sets up that I'm, that it doesn't do a lot with mm-hmm. that. I wish we did more with. And if we are to do more in the sequels, I want to see those sequels desperately. I think you're hitting right on the nail on the head. And, and the the thing is that I'm falling on, I think on the other side of it, which to yeah. me is um, I realized in watching it, I wanted another Avatar film, but another Avatar film, even though I know that the vision is is more parts past this, I wanted it to still feel just as singular as the first one did. Sure. I didn't I didn't want to feel like there were a lot of threads hanging uh, that I needed the sequel for. And unfortunately, yeah. I feel like not only that that's the case, that there are a lot of threads that I but like. It's 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 not even quite mystery box, it's just we're going to introduce some elements and then we're just not really going to talk about them. Yeah. And uh, I guess, you know, stick around someday we'll get to it. And I, that felt very uh, not good comparatively to the first avatar Mm -hmm. of, of introducing a lot of these plot things. And it's like, we're just, you know, we're just not, we're not doing that here. Oh, okay. But I guess I'll trust that in part four or part five, we'll get there. But this film does a lot. And so so to kind of like bounce to kind of reinforce your point rather than argue against it, um, this film does a lot for three hours. This film is stacked with there's a lot going on in this movie for three for three twelve. And but the but it keeps introducing new things to go into a sequel with. And that was very surprising watching this movie because I I anticipated this a singular story. And what it was about the time when we got to uh, when Grace shows up. Spoilers. We forgot to say spoilers up top. It's a spoilers. If you're watching this, it's spoilers. Um, when Grace shows up, when um, what's her daughter's name? Kiri. Kiri. Um, when she when when she shows up, when she uh, touches the spirit tree and she sees her mother and she sees Grace, um, I. And then she has the seizure and we don't get the answer that she's asking. Uh, that's when I realized I was like, Oh, we're not, we're not addressing this in this movie. That's part of the next movie. Yeah. That, that, that was, that's maybe the most blatant and overt clear one of like, um, 
stick around. Uh, mm. And in, and that felt that felt shitty. Um, I think and and like I think mostly because like Cameron's never done that. That's never been his mo. Um, yeah, he's never gone into a film uh, intending to leave things in a way where you need a, a subsequent film to have it satisfy you. Well, he's never um, intended to make subsequent films. Sure, that's true. But I mean, that has benefited him in the sense that like all of his films stand stand alone. Mm-hmm. And this one didn't. And and I guess it feels kind of weird to be this critical of that in a world of the MCU and all these other kind of franchise things. But um, it makes Way of Water feel less like a story and more like a act one. An opening like solo. Whole, like a whole three hour act one. Yeah. And that doesn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like all these years later to re-engage an audience really with the world of Avatar and make them want more, I feel like you needed to have a complete narrative here and you don't have a complete narrative. Um, and And somehow for the length of the film, there's a ton of characters that I feel like we don't get enough out of. Um, no, you're right. And, and that, that also is like, what a, what a weird beast this is. And like, it's, it's great to know that we'll at least get a third one. So some satisfaction will come, but um, the, the greatest damage to this film is this over-reliance on wait and see. Mm, sure. Uh, you mentioned. I don't want to stay. In, I don't want to stay in this critical space forever. But I, I do want to. I do want to um, kind of like bounce off of that because you talked about how one of my biggest, one of my, one of my issues with the movie, one of the few, is that the only character who dies in this movie is the character we spend little to no time with, mm-hmm. and that sucks. Like I, I, I felt like, look, if you're, I don't want. I didn't want any of the characters that we spent more time with to die because I liked them. I liked the new characters we get time with, but the older brother, the oldest son, uh, the uh, Jake's oldest son dies, but we get maybe five scenes with him in three hours in a three hour long movie. And that's not a lot of time for me to care about this character, especially because for a lot of the beginning, I couldn't tell him apart from his, from his younger sibling. Yeah, so that's um that's a big you know like people have made the joke with the original Avatar like when people haven't seen it since two thousand nine, um, could you name any character from it? And most of the time the answer was no. Mm-hmm. Um, I we had just watched Avatar, and when Avatar two was starting, um, I didn't even remember the like the Colonel's name. I just thought of him, Stephen Lang. Like this is part of the thing is that you know they don't. Ryan and I were talking about this, and I'm sure Ryan will get into it in the later part of this, but that um, I only remember half the kids' names in the Sully clan mm-hmm. coming out of the movie, and it's only because, for some reason, they said the daughter's names more. So I know Took and Kiri. And then I think Loak is the son that lives. I'm pretty sure you're right about that. Yeah, and then I don't know the name of the son that dies, and I'm looking I know Spider. at the Force, and I can't even tell which one he is. <laughs> I, I I know spider. Yeah. Right. See, like this is, that's a problem, especially when like you have, and like, I don't know the name of any of the new village characters, not a one. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a problem. I think that's a problem when you spend three hours with these characters and they're doing great performances in motion capture, but are we, but we're not spending enough time with them in the script 
to know who they are. Yeah, I I don't. It's not that that for me isn't that big of a problem because I have I I have difficulty remembering names of more famous characters all the time. Um, so I always I always just chalk that up to my memory issues. Like Ben, if Ben were here, he'd spell out he'd spew out so many character names, and we it, I wouldn't even know if he's right or not. Um, but like I so like I always so I I never put that against a movie if I can't remember a character's name, but you you are correct for someone like you or Ryan, that is an issue. Like that, that is a problem that if you, you spend so much time with these characters um, and, and so little time with the, with so, with so many new characters, like there, there's a lot of new characters in this movie and we spend so little time with them. And ideally for three hours and 12 minutes, you should remember at least some of their names. Well, that's the thing is like, it's not necessarily about being able to rattle the names off or anything. It's the fact that, I know so little about them. The names are meaningless. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't know them because I don't know them. Like, I don't know the name. I don't know the character. Yeah. I, I know archetypes of who they fit. The chief's son, who's kind of a butthole, the chief, <laughs> the chief's wife, who's kind of skeptical about the new family coming in because it puts their family at risk. Cool. That's all yeah. I know about them. That's all I know about them. Um, if they're, again, like it kind of goes back to Avatar 1 of like, we're just kind of filling these archetypal roles. And I think that part of the thing is like, everybody was kind of hoping that because it was a, you know, like it had a lot of time to take in the criticism from the first one and bring in a writing team and all this kind of stuff that we were going to see more. And I'm not saying that there isn't, but it definitely wasn't given here. Sure. And it feels like they're either holding back or they don't have it. Sure. I I do wonder if maybe I love James Cameron. Like I I I can't deny the how much I love James Cameron. I've seen all of his movies at this point. Uh just this year, I think I just was it this year that I watched True Lies or was that last year? I think um that was earlier this year. I, I watched True Lies and The Abyss. The only two James Cameron films I had never seen. And I loved both of them. Um I've so I've seen all of his movies. I'm I'm so in on James Cameron, it's not even crazy. Um, I think his masterpiece is Titanic. I think that Titanic is the greatest movie he'll ever make, ever. I don't think any of these Avatar movies, I don't care how many he wants to make, will ever be as good as Titanic. I don't um, know, this one's trying. <laughs> it's really trying, but it's not going to be. And I, mean, I saw it, the third act that was Titanic revisited. Yeah, it's a Titanic with a little touch of Poseidon Adventure. Uh-huh. Um, and I I think that there's... I I I, I So I trust in him almost implicitly that there is something that there is something more. So I like to err on the side of what you were saying, which is they're not giving it to you here, but it is there rather than believe that they don't have it. Um, you know, that's just kind of my, my Awa pill, if you will. Uh, yeah. So, so like, I, I totally see what you're saying, but like, I, I choose to believe in the positive side. And I'm definitely more uh, in Ryan's camp, which Ryan will mention later in this in this podcast, and we'll talk about it there with with them. Um, that if the next one comes around and it's more like this, mm-hmm. then the film is just visual splendor, and there is nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, if if we're if we're kind of rehashing the story again, and it's very much similar to this, and we're not we're not really getting more of the characters, um, not really doing something with the story uh about them uh then then we're we might be sunk 
uh, as mm-hmm. far as ever getting that. I think if the the net, if the next one comes out and it's pretty much on the scale again, I think we're we're dead in the water. I think the audience also might agree with you there. Um, whether or not I do or not, I think the I think we were talking about like like um, Avatar's cultural relevance uh, as far as uh, whether or not it has one when we talked about the first Avatar film, and it was it's clear that the public really likes that first movie. It makes a buttload of money every single time it comes out. Uh, And this film did come under expectations this weekend. It will have come under expectations this weekend, Uh, but it could have legs. And I think perhaps if the second one comes out and the audience isn't there anymore, the audience that come out for Avatar every single time it's really re-released in theaters, if the audience isn't there anymore, I think I think the writing is on the wall that there that you're right that this film is just the visuals and there is nothing more for an audience to connect with, um, and that would really suck because I I I I I do think there is something there and I like I said we're kind of existing in this in this pretty negative space right now and I do want to kind of get into some of the positives that I have but I I think I do think you're right that whether or not I believe that there is something to this that James Cameron has something here, uh, the audience will fall on your side uh, if the next film comes out and it is just more of this. Well, I think even you will, right? Like if the third one comes out and you are not given, I like we're, we're extrapolating and I don't mean to uh, uh, project to, to pontificate on what ifs we're, we're a ways out from, from a third one. But um, Mm. if the third one serves up a platter of like, it's it's Stephen Lang out to get Jake Redux uh, and <laughs> and and we just kind of do that dance all over again with without much else added to it. Some new elements, obviously, some new animals, some new tribe potentially, um, but more or less rinse, wash, repeat. Uh, what are what are we what are we doing? Yeah, um, I think becomes a question of, uh, and I think it goes back to 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 kind of close out this section. I think it goes back to the visuals are incredible. Um, does that mean anything if you don't have a story to tell? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the answer is, yeah, people will go see it. Um, people will go see Avatar in theaters, the original, this one, because the best way to see it and experience it is in a theater. Um, it looks incredible. Uh, I saw it in IMAX 3D. It, it looks incredible. I, I'm jonesing to see it again. I'm jonesing to see it again because it's visually so spectacular. Um, but I'm not necessarily like, you know, I've, I've seen, I, I'm not, there's no like, man, just the emotionality of, of X beat or Y beat in, in story terms mm. is not there. Uh, I'm not being allowed to connect to the characters as much as usually a three hour film that is a sequel in a franchise would allow me to. Sure. Uh, And I, and I think that that is something to overcome. And I think it's something that we're focusing on this because this has been so long in the tooth of expectation that everybody was kind of curious, what are they going to come out of the gate with? And what they came out of the gate with was narratively a lot of the same stuff. And I don't know if you, book everybody on four sequels with some of the same stuff mm-hmm. and see that's kind of what that's kind of where I, I i look at i may have i may be blind sure but like that's what i'm looking at like yeah he 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 
put a lot of the same stuff from the first Avatar in this film. But for me, that hopefully means that this is part one of a four-part epic. And going back to what I talked about, like that's an epic I want to see. I'm look if I could sit through ten Fast and the Furious films, I can sit through four Avatar movies. Like hell yeah, let's let's do it. Like I'll 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 be there day one every single day, every single time. Um, I sit through so many franchises that set up sequels, that set up this, that that go on longer than they should have. Um, and I'm still there, and I'm still I'm still I'm still wondering like what can you do, and whether or not I'm disappointed in them or not. I think that there's a real vision to James Cameron. And I think that he clearly has a passion for Pandora and, uh, and this world of avatar. And I see it in this movie. I just wanted more of it. And, 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 I, and, you know, going back to kind of like, Oh, hopefully moving us into a more positive space for me. Um, this is, this, this is a movie that I like a lot more than that first film, like a lot more. Yeah. I I'm I I need to I guess get across that I'm on the same page as you. I'm optimistic and hoping that this is a part one. It feels like an act one of a longer story. Um I'm just I'm gonna be sad if I'm tricked and sure. the third one and the third one doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Uh and and it, it, you're you're right like i'll still go see all of them they're wonderful to watch in theaters uh they're they're visually spectacular uh i think it's something where for me what it is is spending over you know over a decade talking about the first avatar and saying yeah the story's kind of weak mm-hmm. characters are characters are okay uh the story's kind of kind of generic um and that's all true and it has its value but it also has its its drawbacks you kind of wanted something to to really really show what you can do with us with storytelling um yeah in this world and this didn't do that mm-hmm. uh and i think that's where the 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 bummer is after waiting for it is is wishing that you know you could just adamantly go like it's not just the visuals. It's this part of the story and this mm-hmm. thing and this thing. And like, you know, the, the visuals are just uh, additional and they're just, they're just supporting what is so cool about like, and you're like, no, nah, the visuals are just exceptional. And then the story's like, yeah, yeah it's there. Um, and, and we'll, we'll get into those elements now. Um, Cause I think that, um, I think it's really, really funny to take, the sullies out of the woods and and put them in the ocean um and and say like i just i couldn't we're not doing any more with the with the forest so i want to do a lot with the ocean so here we go they live in the ocean now they're ocean happy yeah. no like for real there's a few times there's a few there's a few funny moments in, in this like ne- like structurally speaking of like um there's a moment where they do the hunt for red october fade in um which is that they're speaking navi and then they speak english um and jake's like i it's so ingrained in my skull at this point like it just sounds english to me and like they speak english i am 100 percent sure that came from a studio note being like james james you cannot make this whole movie in navi you cannot do that uh because I, I i knowing james cameron the way he talks about this the fact that there is a script that is completely in navi uh and we know this for a fact there is a script for this movie that is written in navi um 
I 100% believe that he would have made every, all the Navi parts just spoken in that language. And some studio, some studio note was like, James, you can't do that. I'm sorry. You can't. Nobody's going to watch that. I'm sorry. I, I, I honestly would have rathered. Yeah, um, really? Yeah. I mean, I'm in the minority on it probably, but like, um, having, having it be like, it's basically English to me. And then like, I feel like it left room for lazier dialogue. Mm-hmm. Because we get things like butthole. Uh, so no, that didn't bother me. But like Jake takes Jake takes a step backwards. I feel in this film, um, in the sense that like he he got so turned to Navi in the first one, and here he's still he's still saying things like Jesus, and I'm like, sh- should that even be part of his vocabulary anymore? Uh, I had a point, thought too. I had that. This is too. like this is like 17 years of him being connected to Awa. I'm like, you, he refers to he doesn't even refer to human beings as human beings or earthlings or people from Earth or any of that. He calls them sky people, the same thing they call them in his yeah. own internal monologue. So when he says that, I'm like, would he say Jesus? What does that even sound like in Navi? Um, like it, it's that kind of stuff that I'm like, kind of turning it to English made it a little lazy. I don't disagree with that. I don't know. I don't know how it would have felt, honestly, if they had just made all the Navi parts in Navi. Um, so I don't think I would have had a problem with it. <clears throat> Maybe I would have even, even appreciated the vision. Um, I, I, just, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I do think that the decision came from the studio. I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure James Cameron wanted to. And then the idea of like moving what you're saying, like moving the Sully's to, the ocean was 100% because James Cameron just it's like I want to do ocean stuff. I don't I don't I don't want to do forest stuff anymore. It's so funny too because like our main family is is not is literally physically not built for the ocean on this planet. Yeah. And we meet Navi that hard. It's like I feel like if he could do it over again, <laughs> like our main family might might be I think so too. I think I think he he clearly like I mean look he was inspired by Pocahontas so like that's where the forest angle came from probably um and this and, like, one is he, the entire Free Willy franchise wrapped up in one yeah and and he's just kind of and he he's like we talked about the first one he's an environmentalist like I think I think most of the value of this movie doesn't necessarily come from the visuals I think it comes from the environmentalist message as ham-fisted and blatant as it is I think I it resonates with me and I think that's kind of what where it's a place that James Cameron is most interested in when it comes to this franchise um and he uh and he and that that worked in a forest setting in the first film and like that was you know about deforestation and and also and all sorts of things and then he but his love and we know this for a fact his love is the ocean um mm. he spends more time on the ocean than he does on 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 land um so it was always really surprising to me when they when when he's talking about this movie and he's like uh, when he was talking about this movie he's like yeah we're gonna go to the oceans of pandora and we're gonna do this and i'm like why didn't you do that in the first place you clearly only care about that so they couldn't afford to they couldn't um, afford to. Like, that's uh, probably true like honestly the technology is probably not there and i i think that the, there is something interesting in in what what is what can be set up for this film because what we're learning is that, you know, there's an important detail that is said and then, and then moved away from literally uh, that the, they're coming back not to mine, but to colonize. Yes. Um, And that's going to be the, the overarching thing is that now it's, now it's just a, it's a battle for the planet. Um, 
they the Sullys don't know that yet. They think this is just a personal revenge story with with the Colonel, which yeah. basically for the rest of this film it is. But um, the overarching thing that they're setting up is colonization, um, and that's cool. I want to see how that plays out. Um, I'm I, I, it gives a good excuse for we're going to go pretty much everywhere in Pandora by the time mm-hmm. we're. Um, I'm, I'm surprised. I was actually honestly surprised at the colonization aspect of it because you have to, you do have to kind of, you really got to work to make that make sense because is Pandora the only place, the only place with habitable life? And it's not even breathe. It doesn't even have a breathable atmosphere for humans. I, I genuinely wish that they, they had just gone like full tilt. It's, it's kind of you saying like how ham fisted the environmentalism can be, but I think this would have been good if they had just gone full tilt. And when she says like earth is dying, she said earth two is dying, meaning that they already colonized another planet and killed that one too. Oh um, yeah. And I would have liked that more because like, you know, some people would arguably say like, well, however, whatever point far in the future we are, our earth is currently suffering. So yeah. like, the idea that they would have burned through two planets before this one i think would have landed even better than just saying oh earth is dying like earth two is dying they killed two planets they're ready to do it again (laughs) that's a good point that's a good point i would have really dug that i kind of i kind of wish like it like you said it is so heavy-handed that it's like Mm -hmm. yeah just go for it say they've destroyed two planets now they've already burned through two they're just lighting them up and knocking them down All right, we'll go to Pandora. We'll burn that one down. Then we'll go to the next one. We, we got a, we got a whole line add, of Earth. It would add a lot to like how jaded the human like the humans are. Um, you know, it, it, again, it's super simplistic storytelling. But um, you know, we got all the military people who are now like a ton of them in the Navi bodies, and they do not give a shit about war crimes. They do not give a shit about burning and killing and and wiping out the Navi tribe. And like, where does that kind of dehumanization of these people come from? Well, they did it to another planet. Would would really explain a lot. They already yeah. did this kind of thing. They've grown up in a society that says like, absolutely, doing this is all that really matters. No, we can just um, go to the next. Let's go. We if we just waste go to this another planet, planet, do it again. Yeah, it's basically man like interplanetary manifest destiny. Um, yeah. and and if they had done that, I think that that would have been that would be cool, or it's something they could develop. Um, I know you want to say mostly in positives, but I got to say like um, it bummed me out that we get our military squad of people who are in Navi bodies, and it kind of doesn't mean anything that they're in Navi bodies. They all get wiped out just as easily as they would have if they were human beings. <laughs> Well, I kind of looked at that like, thinking to myself, which one's Carrie Russell? Uh, great question. Do you, mean, do you mean Kate Winslet? Yes. Okay. Um, Kate Winslet is the female uh, chief leader of the, the New Water Tribe. Okay. Which, which I question if she should have been. Yeah. Uh, given that everybody else is not white in that tribe, but whatever yeah that's a really good point that's a james james i get you wanted to have kate winslet in there and like maybe not as a bad guy but i mean this is the first time he's teamed up with kate winslet since titanic so like sure like and it's it's cool it's nice I, i think she plays a fine role we don't get to spend a ton of time with that character but um it is it is weird and it stands out when like everybody else is is non-white and she is. Oh, I just remember what I was about to say about the the fact that the the um first off, I love the idea that they've implanted their memories 
that they they downloaded the memories and then implanted them in these cloned Navi bodies um, for uh, for for these military men. Also, it makes me retroactively dislike the first movie more for its characterization because I didn't remember a single one of those people like outside of Stephen Lang. I do remember the bald guy, but outside of him, I was like, he's literally a different guy. <laughs> Is he really? Yes. Oh man. Cause both Ryan and I were like, oh, he's the same bald guy. And then we were like, wait, no, he's not. <laughs> he's a different guy. Who the hell is that? So like, okay. So as I just even like, I didn't remember. I don't remember a single one of those people. And like, and so there's like, oh yeah, it's me and this guy and this guy. We're all here, dude. And I'm like, cool. I, I'm sure this, I'm sure that was cool for you. Right. I'm sure you know those guys. I'm looking for, for who the different guys are. And and um, but I was happy to see some of the more memorable uh, human characters return in this movie, such as oh, yeah, the no, two. He is a, he is, yeah, he is the same guy. Sorry, he's the same guy. Um, such as the two the two scientists specifically, I was happy to see back. Yeah, um, it's it's so funny because like I told I told Ryan this was a good example of like where the film answers questions that I kind of thought they were going to ignore and and be confusing and stupid. Um, when uh, Jake has started attacking back towards the sky people. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, okay. And then we saw like the scientist guy on the ground in his Navi body. And I'm like, if they came back. Why wouldn't they wipe out their research stuff? Like why yeah. wouldn't they just have wiped them out? And then you see that they've moved them into the same space as the Navi. And I'm like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and and, that, and the, that's, that's cool. And we get a little bit how like Navi can breathe human atmosphere longer than uh, humans can breathe yes. theirs. Yeah. A rare, a rare time of answering uh, a question. Yeah, in this one, and I think also like um, I, 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 we, you know, we were speculating like, okay, what, why does, why does Jake's daughter look like, look and sound like Sigourney Weaver? Like, what's the point of that? And and the fact that it came from this weird immaculate birth um, from a from a Navi clone body, like, makes sense to me. Like the fact that they that they. That that it, it, there's a reason why it is played by Sigourney Weaver, not just because they were like, oh yeah, we just want Sigourney Weaver to play a 14 year old. I will I will tell you Ryan's joke, which is that she is the Avatar. Yeah, that's a good capital point. the Avatar. She is in. She is the she is the face of the current poster. Yeah, she's channeling all the all the wildlife of Awa. She is she is the conduit of Awa. And for and for, you know honestly, like I. I will say I like Sigourney Weaver a lot. She might be my standout in this movie. It's it's my heart wants to give it to Zoe Saldana, but she's just not in enough of the movie, which was also super weird. Yeah. Zoe um, Saldana doesn't get a lot to do in this movie, and that's a bummer. Yeah, a huge bummer. Huge bummer. Bum me out hard. Um, she's great in every scene she's in. Yeah. All 12 of them. <laughs> she she's acting her ass off and and when she when she loses her son it's there's some incredible acting coming from her but she doesn't get a lot to do in this movie and that's a, that sucks that really sucked but yeah i would agree with you i would say sigourney weaver's maybe the best the zoe saldana i think is hands down the best performance in the first one mm -hmm. um i think sigourney weaver might be the best in this one i really like sigourney weaver in this specifically as uh as kiri 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 um and there's uh and i i love everything they do with her and everything every time we're on screen with her is great 
there there was only a few times I, I'm, I'm sitting there and watching the movie and like she's talking she'll be doing she'll be talking and I'm like oh okay yeah okay cool cool and then she says maybe a line of dialogue and however however they do her voice whether it be Sigourney Weaver's inflection or if they do it electronically or what have you every now and then it slips and I'm like oh right you're a 70 year old woman <laughs> I told I told Ryan I was like I would pay real good money to see the live action filming of some of the scenes where um, Sam Worthington or Zoe Saldana are comforting their 16 year old, 70 year old daughter. <laughs> oh man, you have no idea how much I want to see that footage. Yeah. I haven't wanted to or, see or, something more since, or her since Benedict around, Cumberbatch played Smog. Yeah. Or her playing around with spider. Oh my God. Okay. Real quick. We got to address spider. Um, sure. Uh, he's, I think it's really cool to have a something that is a relationship developing between humans and Navi that is not humans taking on avatar bodies and that spider's kind of a conduit for that. What I think is rough is that he's a little bit of a proxy of white appropriation. Mm-hmm. Specifically like now that we know the context now that we've seen the movie those dreadlocks were a bad choice man. <laughs> um should not have done that. That's not good. Uh, yeah. uh, a rough, a rough choice. I mean, I, yeah, you, you, you would, no, you would notice those things before I would, but yeah, you're right. Um, I do. Well, this I, is more, this is more speaking to like, you know, um, that hairstyle is not, is not, it doesn't belong to white people, and it is, it is appropriating it, and even in the terms of like a fictional race they are still a fictional ethnic race um that uh that they are implanting him into uh, i i think some amount of handling spider in that way was it was not the best decision um, yeah interesting to make him the colonel's son though i yeah i was i was uh you know we were talking a bit about it when you know because the the second and third trailer shied away from the car- from spider a lot and the, we hadn't seen him since the first one really um and we kind of like we're wondering oh what's the deal with this character like why are they hiding why are they hiding him why aren't they showing us more of him um i don't think anyone would have caught on that he was Korich's son um if they had shown more but i really like that aspect ultimately and i'll and i'll say this i like Korich a lot in this movie mm-hmm. i actually really do i i think that there's a lot of really interesting stuff that they do with that clone body like there's a lot of dialogue that he's talking about like you know here here's your dad's dog tags. I'm not him. You know, that was, I I like a lot of that stuff that, that kind of like, he is trying to, he is still courage, but also he recognizes that he is not courage. He is, he is a different, he is a different entity almost. Um, And, and having him go through the Navi steps with this son. And you do see, because of that kind of that hardened macho exterior that we saw in the first film, which is very much, uh, I am military man. There is no other characterization than I am military man. Um, we see that kind of crack a little bit. And, and again, going, I guess this goes back to what we're talking about. There's a lot of threads for the next film to pick up on. That would be more for the next film to do. And I would have liked to have seen more of it. 
Um, but I did, I did actually really like what they were doing with him in this movie because I felt I found it very compelling and more so than I did in the first film. Yeah, I want to agree with you. Sure, I understand that. I saw that look. I, I, I think in idea, and you're correct in execution, it didn't work because yeah. I don't think they did enough of it to differentiate it. Um, sure. uh, I'm not that man. He's not my son. Oh no! Don't kill my son. Uh, I'm not that man. I don't care about the same things he cared about, but damn it. Do I want to kill Jake Sully? He betrayed me. He -hmm. betrayed me. They're kind of doing both. And that didn't work for me. Um, They were trying to play it both ways and didn't pick a pick a lane. Sure. I understand that. But if I may, if I may push back a little bit, I think that that speaks to the duality of having, of, of having woken up with memories of courage from two hours before his death, he is courage, but he also recognizes that he is not. So he's got these memories and he's got these feelings and he's got these emotions and he's still trying to process them through this new cloned body. And so like to have, like, I think I personally, I think the whole, he's not my son was a front. Like I do think after a while he starts to care about that kid. That's why he pushed. That's why he stops. That's why he takes a knife away. The old courage wouldn't have done that. This new courage would like, he he's like, I, okay, don't kill my son. Um, and he he himself isn't sure how to how to how to handle how to handle that because this is so new for him. But I do understand what you're saying about when it comes to Jake. Like he is he is very much um you know that wasn't me, but he feels a personal vendetta against Natiri whenever he sees the 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 arrows, um, because Natiri is the one who killed him. Um and again, and again, I get I guess I can you know work around that also to be like he has these emotions that from this previous life that aren't necessarily his, but he can't really, he can't really reckon with right now, you know, but again, you know, that's stuff for the next film, I guess. That's the thing. That's the thing is that it's, it's, it feels like setup of those ideas, not great execution on those ideas for this Mm -hmm. film. Maybe that is something that's picked up in the future. Maybe that will play out and it'll be like, Oh, real cool. It just it just isn't here. It's not in this story. The story is setting the stage instead of delivering on it. And for me, that was like me personally. Uh, I didn't want his character to make it out of this one um, mm-hmm. because I don't want the uh, Colonel versus Jake story to constantly be recycled for the rest of the franchise. Um, so that is why I kind of wish more of it had been done here to just tell that story. If anything, if anything was going to be singular about the story, it was going to be the story of that clone. Sure, I understand that, but also I, I, I didn't want him to die in this movie because it, that, that to me would have been more rehashing of the first film. Like, oh, Quaritch is just going to die again. Like keeping him on, keeping him on Pandora, I think opens up a lot more, a lot more interesting story storylines that I think you could pick up on. And again, again, that goes back to the beginning of what we we're talking about. Like, I, I maybe blindly, optimistically believe that there is a, that there is a path where this franchise could be really great. And, uh, and that's just kind of one of those, that's just kind of one of those paths. I'm just, I, I, I don't know that I want this character to be redeemed. Mm -hmm. Redeemed. And if he's not redeemed, then he's just Eggman coming after Sonic the Hedgehog every single movie. And I don't want that either. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. Um, I think the only interesting path that I'm not entirely convinced right now they're going to do is, that he is slowly getting like inverse Jake Sully. 
which is that he is feeling Awa connecting him. And he's like, no, I don't believe in this. And then like, he is becoming completely Navi against his will um, and, and recognizing how he is connected to all things. And you could tell that story. I'm just not entirely convinced they're going to tell that story. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the only story I would want to see with him going forward. Otherwise I feel like we could have left him behind. Sure. Uh, that's sad though. I was button on that. I still really liked him in this. Yeah. I mean like he's a you know, good actor, good performance. And man, um, that his, going back to the visuals real quickly, the visual, the facial expressions in this film are, are, are above what we were seeing in the first film. The, the, I, I, you know, I know, I know James Cameron took a crack at Thanos, uh, which he shouldn't have because Thanos is incredible. But like the, from between, from Avatar to Thanos to now, facial expressions, micro facial expressions, micro, micro details and facial expressions have gotten so much better when it comes to this, from this, you know, there's a, the Weta, which worked on this Thanos, Caesar, um, the first Avatar, like they are incredible at this sort of stuff because my God, the the microfacial expressions uh, being picked up in this movie are some of the best I've ever seen coming from motion cap- from performance capture. Um, we have quite frankly never seen better. And and I going back to like we don't know this is not like an unlocked new technology. This is just time and money that they were given to able to do so- this sort of thing. But I was blown away when like like uh, Sam Worthington doesn't act big in this. He acts small and it, and it, he doesn't need to act big. He, he, Stephen Lang doesn't act big in this. He acts small. And uh, there's a lot of like small facial, f- facial movements and details and tears and, and uh, twitches of the eyes that are picked up by the performance capture. I was, I, I was blown away by it, honestly. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with all of that. Um, Let's see. The aquatic Navi looked cool. I thought I liked the idea that they are that they were biologically different. I thought that was a really cool idea. Yes, I I thought that was very smart. It just makes good sense. Like, yeah, they should if they if they are entirely based around living with the water, they they should look different. Yeah, I, I think the idea of like because we see other Navi tribes in the first film, but not really to an extent. They mostly just look like the same tree Navi that we see. Um, and it was a really smart idea to kind of like think about like, you know, when, when humans have evolved in different locations, it was our skin color, our skin color evolved to adapt to different locations. Not necessarily like none of us, no human has like fins on their hands because they live closer to the ocean. Um, yet yet. we don't have tails because we live whatever. Um, but because instead, instead, uh, instead we're losing our, our, uh, wisdom teeth oh yeah except (laughs) that's our next thing we're evolving out (laughs) but those wisdom teeth baby but because like because like the the navi are you know what's so interesting about pandora in the first film that's set up and and is more in this in this film is that we see because the the navi are part of the planet in the way that human beings are not part of uh, part of earth we very much live on planet earth, whereas the Navi are a part of Pandora in the same way that their ecosystem is. They are part of, they are the ecosystem. They are part of the ecosystem. They are intrinsically connected to the water to the trees, to the animals in a way that human beings just aren't. 
Right. I mean, it's the whole and, real quick. It's just the whole yeah. magic of Pandora. I think it is the strongest part of the the entire thing is is that it is a planet that is essentially functionally a, an entire living organism with other smaller organisms as part of it because every single thing is connected to Awa. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. And because of that, because of of that. Navi evolve in different biological ways um, to suit the environment in a way that we, that human beings could never, um, or at least this part of our, of our evolutionary process. Um, like the Navi, the, the Navi who evolve on the ocean evolve uh, fins and bigger tails. And um, you know, who knows what the Navi of the sky could evolve to look like. Maybe they grow wings, you know, who knows? Right. And and I think that's really interesting. And I think that was a really cool idea um, that that James Cameron and I we see the uh, the aquatic Navi in the trailers, but we didn't really get a good look at them. And I wasn't sure how different they were going to be. I thought it was just that their skin color was different because they grew up closer to the sun. They they evolved closer to the sun. But the fact that it was that so much of what we know as Navi biology is different about them, it was really cool. So yeah, much so I that do- the so much so that the tree people have a disadvantage inherently right yeah i too was was not clocking the the arms and the tails uh in the trailers um very smart and the tail is because they they swim and they also can their lung capacity is bigger because they can uh because they're they spend most of the time in the water and um but we get the sense that even even tree navi can develop a, a larger lung capacity. Yeah, it seems it seems that part is more specifically about just breathing technique than it is about yeah. like their lungs are bigger or something. Um, it it does seem just as just as like human beings are of like you know I can only hold my breath for about a minute, but like there are people who can hold their breath for six because they've worked on it. Right. Honestly, like I got to I got to the point I was like, are they just breathing underwater? Like. Is that is that what the water navi are doing? Are they just breathing underwater? Can they do that? Yeah, but they and, they have the uh, the the specific uh, jetpack animal that helps you breathe underwater. I like that thing. Um, I really like all the new aquatic life. I think they all look really cool. Um, the 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 whale thing specifically. Um, Favorite it, character. It, oh my god, wonderful character. Um, I love I. I we are introduced to them so late in the movie. I wish that we weren't, um, but we still get a lot to do with them. There's like a lot. The halfway point. Yeah. Um, and three hour movie. That's already a, a movie's length happens. And we're introduced to them. Um, and I think that those, those whale things are really cool. Um, I forgot the, the actual, the, the Navi name for them, but they, um, Talcon. Tau, Tau, what? No, it's uh sorry, that's the name of something else. Um talk talk no, something like that. I don't know. I wouldn't I, I'm not comfortable pronouncing either of those. Um the um but it's such they're such cool creatures because the idea that they're they're you know, they're so clearly whales as we don't understand them. Um and the idea whale that whale like, turtles. Whale turtles. They 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 have they're they're incredibly intelligent. They speak. They have a language that the aquatic navi can can understand. Um, they create song. Tolkon. 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 Interesting. Cool. I like it. And 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 we human beings, Jermaine Clement, by the way, um, in this movie for a hot second. Yeah, uh, uh, male male marine biologist version of Grace from the first one. 
One million percent. Um, hey, you know what? I'm happy to have a good scientist every now and then. And the fact that we see, um, and 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 we see the human beings wailing these creatures, these creatures that are smarter than us, like they they are, um, and and we do it because, uh, and it's and it's such it's so ham fisted. I love it. Just the the idea that like they only get it because the goop in their brain makes us can make us younger. And that's it. They waste the rest of it. Just like, just like we, we whale for, we used to whale for blubber and whale oil and all sorts of things. And like, admittedly we could use, we used more of the whale than they do, but like, it's still, it's still the same kind of concept. Like it's, it's useless to us. We, we don't need to do that. We don't need to whale. We don't right. need to kill whales. They don't need to kill these things just for that, just for nothing. Right. Just because eighty million, because someone's going to pay eighty million dollars for a single jar of goop, like, no. I mean, I mean, I agree with you. Like, we shouldn't be killing those things, but um, like, <laughs> there is a difference between like oil for my lantern and goop that stops aging. <laughs> like, like, sure, they sure, are a little different. <laughs> sure, but but like, I mean, especially like nowadays, like we don't need to, we don't need to whale for oil. For our lantern, we don't oh, need that sort of thing. But, but they're still wailing in the world. But like, for me, the saddest part of the movie. This is going to be wild for me to say because a character dies. But the saddest part of the movie was the wailing scene. That was the oh, most no, stressful. That was the most stressful thing in, in, in this movie for me. Like watching watching that guy kill that kill that mother. Um, and then and then James Cameron had to like kick me in the ass with the little baby coming up to it being sad, and I'm and I'm already crying and. Well, and then they killed the baby, and then they killed the baby. It's an incredible sequence. It's a it, it is a punishing sequence, um, and it and it, it, it and it looks visually incredible. Uh, just to say, like, there's so much of this movie that I just I I I don't believe wasn't real. Like, I don't believe they didn't make this whale this whale. Like, sure. holy shit! Like, it, yeah. it looks like it looks like they they went into into the open ocean made a whale and then just had people pretend to be blue for a second um yeah i love that character i love those characters the, the the whale characters i think they were incredibly realized and um that's kind of like one of those things where like that's the that's the environmentalist passion coming out of james cameron like he's very much very much like this is this is what it's all about it is it, it, uh, they these people want to save pandora the way that i want to save earth and like I walked out of the movie thinking to myself, like, I'm with you, James. I wish we could save the Earth, too. I just hope it doesn't die before I do. Yeah. Avatar's kind of sad. You know, the subtext of Avatar is kind of sad. I don't well, know if yeah. you know that. I mean, you know, it's 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 about fundamentally, at least at the up to this point, it's about people coming from Earth and being like ours now and then just absolutely destroying the life. Yeah. And you, you, you see that when like the ship lands. And like the forest life is man, that's horrifying. Watching the, the fire engulf all the forest life uh, from the first movie, a horrible, horrible sequence. Um, honestly, I think there's their sequences more horrible in this film than they were in the second film. Like this is, oh for sure, I would agree. There's, there's so much of this movie that is just James Cameron being angry at 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 us, at people, at deforestation, at whaling, and and it comes through. And I I don't think it's a bad thing, honestly. Yeah, I think it's needed. Um, speaking of things that I would like more of, I, I think that there should have been more mysticism. 
Mysticism. Mysticism. I really like Sigourney Weaver. We've talked about it already. I think she's an. I think she's a great character. Um, I, 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 I really, I really like everything that has to do with her controlling the sea life. I think all of that is really cool and really engaging and really interesting. And I really like when she connects to their version of the spirit tree, which I thought was really well realized. Was seeing Grace. Um, and I, which I think is a, is is really cool. I, I I thought see I thought seeing Grace hug herself was really cool. Um, and I thought that the that all of that was really interesting. And that's where I wish the movie spent most of its time on, with that kind of mysticism, um, because it, it would have been. Like okay, like I, I like the I like the fact that the older brother likes to take the rap for the younger brother's uh, problems, um, and I think that their sibling dynamic is kind of fun every now and then when we see it. But there's not a whole lot of it. If you and if you wanted to spend more time, more of that time, to give us more of that uh, that that um, curious uh, plot lines, um, exploring more of how she's connected to Pandora, and because we don't we don't spend more time with it we 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 see that she is and then we move on it's act one baby it is act one baby and like that that's cool um but there's 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 places like that there's places that i really liked like that like the bromance between the chief and and jake that i i thought that i thought was we get only like every now and then um like i would have liked to have seen more of that Uh, obviously more of the son um, who dies would have been great because when he, when he dies, like I don't feel anything. Um, I felt more for the whale. Um, and, and it's a good scene, but we don't feel so like, I, I don't know. I think that there's a, there's a, there's this cut of this movie that used its time more wisely. Um, because I do, I do feel like the, someone mentioned this on recently that it, it doesn't feel like a three hour movie. I think it absolutely does. Um, because it introduces so much in such an interesting, such a, such a weird way. Like we said, like we're, we're, we're an hour and a half into the movie before we're introduced to the whales. And every time we're introduced to a new plot element, it comes almost out of nowhere and doesn't, and it's almost like this film is littered with three act structures we get little every now and then we'll do another act one and act two, and then we'll do another act one, act two, and then another act one and act two. And then we pay it off in the end, obviously, or we don't, or we just hope that we'll pay it off in the second one. I think that's my biggest problem with the movie is the, the fact that it for three hours and 12 minutes, it does not use his time. Well, yeah, I would agree. I think there's a version of this where you could have told a story that was about the sky people coming back. Jake and his family feel feeling threatened by it, moving to the ocean and integrating with that tribe and then just helping them deal with whalers. Yeah. And then that's it. That's it. There you go. You got the movie. And then, and then you do the next thing next time. Right. But like you, you focus on a more personal character driven story in this one, instead of having so many, so many, so many, so many other elements that you're constantly cutting away to. Yeah. Um, but like I said, like I, I, more for me wouldn't have been necessarily been a bad thing but replacing i shouldn't say more like replacing things that don't quite that don't need to be in this movie with things that i think should have been in the movie like 
exploring um, Kiri's mysticism towards uh, Pandora. Like she controls animal, she controls plant and animal life. Like what is yeah. that about? I want to see more of that. It all it all goes back to, uh, you know this this not feeling like a, a singular narrative, but definitely a here's the beginning. See you next time. Yeah, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of that. There's just a lot of that. Um, I I will. These, this will be a big thing. I'm sure we'll talk about it in the, the, the later part of this and in the other recording. But um, my my assumption is that Kiri is not well immaculate in a sense, but born of Awa literally. I think when so too. Awa was supposed to transfer Grace into the Navi body, it didn't work, but instead transferred a part of Awa's self and consciousness with it into Grace's Navi body, which is super weird and confusing. And I don't know why they're keep, keeping that body um, post pregnancy, but. Uh, and, and so like born of Awa literally, and that's why she's connected to everything. And I think that's really going to be the answer. And that's kind of all you need to say about it. Yeah. So why, so why keep it? So why have that whole thing about how she has a stroke and then never bring that up again? So silly how, how, uh, Jake, uh, presents that to the audience as like, because Grace's Navi body was pregnant somehow and borderline on the Palpatine has returned. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, but like the whole, like the thing that struck me as strange is when they're just like, when like, obviously the, the, the aquatic Navi are doing their mysticism thing, <clears throat> their healing thing. And it's like, it wouldn't necessarily be a problem if, if, if uh, Kiri would just be like, you know, yeah, yeah, here I could connect to Awa in a way that you can't, or I saw grace or whatever. Like, the fact that it's presented as as the the nerdy guy saying like she had a stroke, she can't ever connect to the spirit tree again, and the fact that that is never presented as a problem that's going to come up later, because she connects to plant life again in the underwater, and it's never, it, it's never seen as an issue. Like there's no. Because they said specifically the spirit tree, which is like connecting with the ancestors, like in a in a way, kind of logging your your brain in theory right. Right? Like into something else which is right. not what she's doing when she connects to other things but even but even so like it, the fact that we are introduced we introduce that as a ticking clock as a as a kind of a a problem that's going to come up in the second act and the third act but it doesn't and it's just weird that we did that it's not it's necessarily not, it's not necessarily that i disagree with the decision to do it and i understand like it's a spirit tree and not it's just weird that we set it up in the way that we do with no payoff well, the other thing about it is that I don't think it's real. No, like, it's, it's two human scientists trying to make sense of Navi stuff going on that's both spiritual and part of their body. And they're like, yeah, it's epilepsy. And I'm like, can Navi have epilepsy? Is that actually right. what this is? No, probably not. Uh, like, I don't think that they're right. So so how is it even going to reflect? I think the only thing it's meant to do is make Jake wary of letting her connect to a spirit tree in the future. I think that's mm -hmm. all it's supposed to do. And it's going to be proven to be like, no, it's actually not an issue because she's connected to AY, you dumbass. Um, just don't, <laughs> like... She, I don't know. Yeah. Act one. Yeah. Um, the third. Speaking of act one, I think the third act is really cool. I like a lot of the action in the third act. The most stressful thing in the world was in the, was was when that whale gets gets up on that ship. I thought he was going to die. Uh, I thought that was like oh, his sacrifice, his sacrificial act. I was like, oh buddy, oh buddy. <laughs> I was so uh, stressed that whole time. I'm super excited for that whaler to come back with a bionic arm in the next one. And he's our new, our new Stephen Lang. That was so cool. 
He just gets flown around using the arm flying. That was so cool. Um, I, I really, I, I thought the 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 crash of that of that whaling ship was really cool. I think the whaling ship was just a really cool design in general. Um, yeah, I, I I always like a. I was like a cool uh, aquatic ship, but the whole like um, the whole like action sequence set around there and like the girl's like, oh, I'm tied up again. Um, it was cute. Uh, and the, the the ship sinking doing it. We talked about the doing the Titanic thing. I think all the choreography there, all the action sequence there, it's all well framed. It's all well shot. Um, I, I, I was very engaged in the uh, third act uh, action sequence from start to finish. I thought it was all uh, really cool and the, the it was so many great little moments so many great big moments um it's a, a visually stunning uh I, yeah, I really liked it yes i would agree overall i only have one real big problem with the third act mm. it ends where where did the tribe go oh. they leave well, where did the tribe they're go winning. they're winning and they just leave that's a good point. and i could accept it if just the Sollies were left behind, but they're not the chief's daughter's still there. So yeah. I'm like, they just left. They just, they just left. Yeah. I like the chief's daughter, by the way, I think she was a good character. Yeah. I think she was a good character too. Um, I just, I, I could not for the life of me understand that decision. I was like, they're winning the fight and the whole tribe just leaves. Yeah. That's how it happens. You know, we're winning. Let's go. <laughs> um yeah i i thought that the um I, I i didn't even notice that decision honestly watching it um i was so enthralled with it i guess um but yeah that's just a good point a good it point. was it was just you know at a certain point when like the ship is flipping and everything i'm like where's everybody else <laughs> i mean I, like i think we kind of killed everybody that wasn't even laying on the human side but wh what happened to the water people <laughs> right um i liked jermaine clement i wish we had more of him though um he comes in very late in the movie and he doesn't really do a whole lot may um, or may not be dead may or may not be dead so we can see him in the sequel i guess um well, i don't know how he would survive every ship was destroyed he can only be out there so long with the mask and he was on the ship that was that cut the dude's arm off yeah but he at least he saw the rope coming so he ducked under that yeah yeah i i think that there's a dead. oh there's a lot of cool like te a lot of cool technology also that new exosuit that the general wears that a lot of people wear, really cool. Yeah, the the one that allows them to move faster. Drink coffee. That's clunky. <laughs> yeah. Like the, she's drinking the coffee out of like, boy, boy. The set. The, there was a dude in my theater who loved this movie. Was just having a blast with this movie, and you could tell because he was like, man, he was the loudest laugh whenever the dude, whenever the girl drank the drink the coffee out of out of that exosuit. Sell them. He thought it was the funniest thing. Uh, really enjoyed watching the movie with that guy. No, that's good. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any more notes. I'm sure I will remember so many more things I want to talk about with this movie, but I think that's all I got so far. Uh, you saw it in 3D also. Um, the 3D on it is incredible. Yes, um, it is. Absolutely. I forgot. I forgot how good Avatar looked in 3D. It's not even just about that. It's just like, it's been a long time since we've seen a movie that was made for 3D. Yeah. And like, it shows. Yeah, they still make 3D movies every now and then. And and like, they don't like make them, but they like post convert them. And I was thinking to myself, like, how many movies did I watch after the first Avatar that were that were done in 3D, like the Hobbit trilogy was. But outside of that, 
nothing else. Um, in uh, I saw Multiverse of Madness earlier this year in 3D, and that's that's post, and you can tell the difference. Like, a, like especially having like seen this again recently, I'm like, oh, it's just it's just different. It's just better. Um, yeah. uh, was your frame rate special? I'm pretty sure I had a normal frame rate. Okay, so we had the the, the hyper frame rate. Forty-eight. Um, huh. Forty-eight. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's the Hobbit um, frame rate. Huh. That's the Hobbit frame uh, rate. Hobbit frame rate. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't recommend it. Um, but I think it's the only way to see the IMAX 3D. Yeah. Um, the frame rate is a problem. Um, and I'll say that the uh, I think frame the, the higher frame rate in general. Um, I think it's just a problem for film that film just shouldn't do it. And um, the reason is because it breaks suspension of disbelief. Um, I think higher frame rate, like it made it look like video game cinematics, mm. uh, literally. And, and I think it worked better in way of water than when I saw it in the Hobbit, because it's all animated, almost all of it. Um, the other problem is that the whole film doesn't move that way. So like sometimes the frame rate changes. <coughs> so that's also jarring when you notice it, but, um, I think that frame rate should be reserved specifically for video games. And I think it's because when you're engaged with a video game, you're still engaged with it, even as you're watching that higher frame rate. So it doesn't break that disbelief, but something about watching a movie and having that change, it, it lowers that wall. You're very aware of watching a movie, even a movie as beautiful as this. Like you're suddenly like, Oh yeah, this, um, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work in movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would never watch a higher frame rate movie. I watched the Hobbit. I watched the first Hobbit with the higher frame rate, the forty-eight. Uh, it's not. I, as far as I know, it's the only way they're doing the the IMAX three D screenings. And I, I, I promised myself I would never do that again because, like, the the Hobbit looked awful in that frame rate. The way of and water the sequels. The sequels I watched in the normal frame rate. The way of water came out okay. Uh, like I would prefer not to have the higher frame rate, but like again, it wasn't hurt by the same problems that the Hobbit was because there were no, there there weren't physical sets to be mm -hmm. ruined by the higher frame rate when it was happening, right? So I I didn't have that happening, um, so it wasn't as problematic. But again, God. like it did it did have moments where it felt like oh yeah, super good video game cinematic. I want to see. I felt this very much the same way about like Top Gun Maverick. Like this was this was like watching cinema magic, honestly, for me, because like I was watching Top Gun Maverick and I was thinking to myself, can't wait to watch the behind the scenes features. Like, oh my god, I can't wait to watch the behind the scenes features. How do they make how do they make this movie? Felt very much the same way about this movie. I how do they make it? What is real? What is not? I wanna see all of it. Cause like as far as I'm concerned, it's all real because it's it looked that good. Sure. Yeah. I think it always it I think it struggles the most with like when we're on the human constructs like uh there there's specifically the the part where the general is walking in the mech suit next to Stephen Lang's Navi like through an area and mm -hmm. I'm like I the Navi look more real than the general does right now. Yeah, sure. Like the general looks out of place yeah. uh and doesn't fit and doesn't look real. All right. I guess that'll do it for me. Okay. Well, I'm not doing my final thoughts, but uh, Brandon's going to do his and rate it because I still have a whole other hour and a half or more conversation to go. Um, so this is going to be a big old way of water review, friends. Uh, and there's a lot more to get into, a lot more thoughts, but I wanted to, uh, I held back on some towards the second half of this because I realized I just wanted Brandon to get a lot of his stuff out. 
I appreciate that. I really, it's no secret. I really like this movie. Like I really like this movie. Um, I think, I think this, I think this is really great. I think it's visually stunning. I, uh, I, I, I think that this is, this, I, I'm really glad I didn't, I, I'm not reviewing this with the rest of you guys, because I'm sure that you guys are going to like have some, a lot of, a lot more problems than I did. Like, I'm not saying I didn't have any problems. I've mentioned problems. Obviously I have issues with the movie, but they, to me, they are minuscule to what this movie does so exceptionally well. Um, I am really happy that I got to talk about this movie. I'm really happy. I got to see this movie. I think that this is the, 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 almost everything the first movie does this movie in my opinion does better um i am sure that there will be more that i will have to say about this movie having digested it more maybe seeing it another time um uh perhaps in a longer conversation i would have had more to say um because as Bar said that the, he he will he will be doing another review so there was uh, just most this was just mostly me rattling off just my this these are my first thoughts i saw this hours ago same I saw this hours ago. So these, these are my first thoughts. You got, got my, my unfiltered first ever thoughts. Who knows what I will think about this movie a- after a week of digesting it, having more thoughts or even, or in even four years or in four years. Um, or even like thinking about like, uh, if I was in the, if I was talking to the three of you, instead of just, just the one of you, who knows what, what thoughts would have come into my head will form would have formed in my head. But who knows? But I know for a fact, I love this movie. Um, it did not disappoint. Um, nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. Nine out of ten. That's my rating. Yeah, I think I, you know, like I don't think I don't want you to feel like you're you're alone in liking it because that's not really what it is. It's I think you're I think you're just like one notch above where at least Ryan and I are. Uh, yeah. I don't know about Ben, but because I saw it with Ryan, I'm I'm pretty familiar with where he's at on it, which is like really enjoyed it still kind of want that narrative kick to kick in where I can be like championing more than just the visuals and, yeah. and um, some elements of the story. I want to champion all elements of the story. Um, yeah. I want to call it a cinema masterpiece for more than just its visual splendor. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's where like our, we're, we're just a shade below you uh, is, is in that. Um, uh, but you'll hear but- all about it. Uh, in the next part of our review um so that'll be all all brought together by me uh and we'll be having a, a big old big old way of water review discussion if there's something here that in this first half you feel like we didn't really get to it's probably in the second half or maybe it isn't and who knows um there's a lot to digest about this film it's um, a big movie it's a big movie uh thank you brandon for doing this uh where thank can people you. find you uh, well, of course, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BT McClure. Um, I also write for, uh, you know what, I'll just put, I'll plug the first. So I write for KaijuRamaMedia.com, where there is currently a piece where I talked about um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Uh, Jr.'s uh, MonsterVerse pitch TV series um, called Monarch G-Team. I wrote about that. Um, finally got that up after a month of working on it. Check that out at KaijuRamaMedia.com. I am also the editor for that website. So, you know, that's cool. And atomicgeekdom.com where I write a bunch of things. Uh, the most recent thing, the most recent thing that came out was a, a piece about 
uh, Sarah Haley Finn, who is the costume, not the costume, the casting director for Marvel Studios uh, and many more movies and, and uh, now, now TV shows. Um, she doesn't get a lot of love, so I wanted to uh, write a three-page piece about her as far as part of my inf revisiting the Infinity Saga series because I think casting, because I think her specifically as the casting director is an instrumental part of why that series is such a success. Um, for sure. So yeah, you can find both those. You can find those kajuamamedia.com, tomakingdom.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. There you go. Awesome. Well, fantastic. And uh, from here, I will hand it off. Thank you, Sparks. And now, of course, as promised, I am here for the second part of the Way of Water review, uh, this time joined by Ryan Heliopoulos. Hello, I, I, I see you over there. I see you, Ryan. And Ben. Hello, guys. I see you, Ryan. I see you, Sparks. Uh, and have been seen. and uh, we're, we're going to dig even deeper into the way of water uh, following off of what we already did with Brandon. Um, so let's get some generals, guys. How are you feeling about the movie? General Quaritch? Uh, I'll be honest. I'm probably going to be the most negative on this, even after listening uh, uh, to a very positive Brandon, which I'm very glad he liked it. And then and then you, which liked it. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, if this movie didn't look as good as it does, would I care about it? And the answer is hard no. Um, but I think it looks incredible and I think there's a lot of fun to be had. Um, I had a good time watching it. Um, but I, I think it does a lot of things worse than the first movie and it does some things better, but again, overall, I think it's a, it, the most incredible looking movie ever made. Uh, that is as shallow as the water as it's about. Mm. Yeah, I just thought of that myself. That felt, Man, that felt good. That's that's, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. That, that, okay. Um, uh, so so you are not as I I said of, of Brandon affectionately a pilled. No, and I really want it to be like I I I think you wanted it more than anyone else. I really did. Like I I just like Brandon. Like I love James Cameron. He hasn't he he's made two movies in 25 years guys and they're two pandora movies and i'm just like man like all of denny villeneuve my favorite filmmaker has made he's made like 10 movies in like half that span and i'm just like man james like i love that you love pandora but like if this is all the rest of your life just doing this i'm like man is it i i really hope it gets it, it's worth it by the end man because like this has felt like avatar redux but like not 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 as coherent <laughs> but that's me i hope i want how do you feel about it then i share a few of the same feelings as Ryan. I have not listened oh. to the review with Brandon. I am, once again, I am really glad that Brandon loved this movie. I will say, um, technically speaking, this is the most visually amazing film I have seen in a very long time. This film is absolutely stunning. This film is beautiful. I feel like they are actually are underwater, that those creatures are alive. And I love a lot of the stuff with the water, but story-wise, it does feel a lot like it's just rap. I mean, it's Avatar 2.0. I feel like I've seen this stuff, the, the exact same thing. Um, and I just kept remind. I'm just, I'm reminded of what something my script teacher at my junior college told us, saying that, hey, don't do this unless your name is James Cameron. Because if your name is James Cameron, he gets away with this all the time. And he makes billion-dollar movies. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I mean, look, the way this movie looks is amazing. I will say all the actors are giving their 110%. The performances are great, but the story itself is just kind of, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get into it. We'll definitely get into it. I mean, all in all, I still liked it. I still think this movie is fine, but it just didn't give me that OMG factor that the first avatar did. 
Sure. Whereas, I mean, the first Avatar, the, the the big OMG factor was look at this world, look at how I built, created this planet and this this culture of these aliens, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's really cool, and like the visuals are great, and now we're going to under the sea. It's like, oh yeah, this is awesome, but the wow is gone. If that makes sense. I mean, I'm st- I still I still see this. Oh wow, that is like really cool. Like the designs of these sea creatures are amazing, but it's just I'm still missing the whoa factor that the first avatar gave me hmm. i want to respond to that in particular i i don't i don't think i'm missing the wow um because i know for like there there mm-hmm. were more than one moment in this movie where i went where where i was just so he was in the theater and like, he just burped that i was just so excuse me <laughs> that i was just so sucked in uh mm-hmm. that i was convinced you know by the film that it was real yeah uh that that mm-hmm. these things are real and like it, it, Avatar, Avatar impressed, and I'm sure there were moments where I felt that way in that time period too, where I'm like, man, this just looks so real. Yeah. Um, but Way of Water, by today's standards of everything, really shows like uh, this is a note I made with Brandon, which is that like Brandon said, like this really shows how far the technology's come, and I'm like, I don't even think it's necessarily how far the technology's come. It's just what can we do with the technology when we're allowed time, which mm-hmm. is like Marvel movies could look this good. They would take five years to make. Yeah. Right. But they could look this good, right? Any a, a lot of movies could look this good if they were dedicated mm-hmm. the amount of time it's to the, it. It's the same with video games too. Like, look at God of War. Like, a game looks <clears> that good because it has the time to look that good, right? Yeah. And 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 that's wonderful. Um, it's just nice. It's like the the overall positive thing about the film is that like it is it is it's Avatar two specifically, but maybe all of Avatar is kind of event filmmaking. Yes. It is go see it in the theaters because you're just not going to see spectacle like this because it's it is luxurious. It is completely giving into the complete idea of with endless resources. What can we visually mm-hmm. create on film? And like no other film is getting that right now. No yes. other film is getting that kind right. of like capability of like let's put that technology completely mm-hmm. and full heartedly on the screen. And the amount that they give to that. The fact that it's James Cameron does benefit the film a lot because he can do visual storytelling and the visual storytelling of him as a director of what he's telling me with the visuals of how he frames everything is what completely sucks me into the fact that not only does the world look real, but I forget I'm watching a movie and that Mm -hmm. that he's achieving both of those things is impressive. There's a lot of flaws to the film, but where it sings is because it's him behind it and it's Mm -hmm. him making like the most of the art that's capable. And for that, it's it still remains in holding its special spot mm-hmm. for what what i will say i mean I, this is a three hour and 12 minute film this is a long ass movie what i will say one of the high one of the things i will say positively that i actually think this is a really good point for the movie is the entire time of this film i was engaged with the story not once did i feel oh god is this over or oh god i need to or that like oh man i really need to use a bathroom and i nothing took me out of the film I was completely engaged at there. I wanted to see what happened with all the characters. And I think that's, and you're absolutely right. This, there are, there are shots in this film where I thought this was real, where I thought I could just hop into a spaceship, go and cryo sleep and fly to Pandora. And there are some amazing shots under the water. Like some of the most simplest looking shots. Like one of my favorite shots of the movie is where um, the sun is, is swimming with the giant whale. Which one, and it's ben? just a st- What's his name? Um, the here's, here's, here's a problem, yeah. y'all. I know you, I, now you know it. Now I know. Now you know it. <laughs> if you're watching a three-hour movie and you don't know the name of half of your main characters, that's a problem. 
I agree. I don't, I don't like I, that. That's a problem for me. I have to connect with the people I'm watching, no matter how good they look. If they look real as real people, still got to know who they are. Got to know what they're about. You know what I mean? And for a lot of those characters in this movie, they're not there. No, it would be, it would be a problem in any film. Yeah. And again, mm-hmm. like every, every, you know, only James Cameron can do this. Yeah. But if he's going to do this for 20 years, I don't need to see it because you're right. Like not, there aren't many filmmakers who do this, but in the 25 years that James Cameron has been gone, people like Denny Villeneuve have shown up and people like James Gunn have shown up and people who are visionary storytellers who, if given a billion dollars, could do something like this. Yes. I don't yeah. think Dune is like a masterpiece, like, like, by I love it, but like that is visual storytelling. And that dude had a quarter of the budget that this movie has. Mm-hmm. Like it's in this day and age, this is a movie that like costs a lot of money. And like, I just wish there was more behind it. I really mm-hmm. do. Cause like, yeah, it, it really looks great, but like, I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to be watching this movie all the time. It's a great visual screensaver. I'll tell you that I'll put it on and like, not, and like, I'll put it on in the background while I play like, like a, like a, a switch game or something, you know, like I don't find myself engaged with a lot of the story. Maybe the whale stuff. I love the whale stuff because I'm oh, like, yeah. it's beautiful nature shit. The Tolkien. Yeah. Like all that stuff's really great. Um, yeah. That's what they're called. Like, the Tolkien. Yeah, I I want to uh, I want to pontificate for a moment because I was thinking about it in anticipation of this review and kind of thinking about my conversation with Brandon before it, um, and <clears throat> there's a part of me that feels like if Cameron really wanted to get in his bag on this movie, um, it would not have been for everybody, and I guess that would have been the danger is that you know it might have turned people away from wanting. Yes, to that's a problem of the movie. It's trying to be for everyone. But if the film had in had had not even involved Sky people in this one. God forbid that I say it, but like that they had been a tease for a sequel yeah. and said the, the return of the sky people is at the end, but actually about like just about them trying to repair yes. the damage that was already done by the last time they were there and was about them kind of navigating the environment and the change in like tribes and like different tribes, not being so happy about Jake being the leader. He is despite him having like the power stance of mm-hmm. having like uh, gotten the giant banshee in the first one yeah but people being like he's still of sky people who injured our planet that we are all connected to uh and like not liking that he essentially white whitewashed his way into being uh a navi yeah um and you could have made a movie about that and just about that and i think that that would have allowed for a lot of the nature stuff to come forward a lot of the tribe stuff to come forward a lot of the character stuff to come forward and really cemented like who are the navi regardless of the battle with the sky people yeah then you bring the sky people back and that's a really great point and that would have made for such a more interesting movie because when i think of the first avatar yeah the action's good it's again it's not it's not why we're there it's for it's for pandora and it's for like it's for the culture of the navi and like what they are is like as like this this space civilization right and it's, and it's like it's as much as i think like the action of the third act is very good yeah uh, because it's cameron and it is um when you're talking about like what you like about it and what I like about it, it's mostly the second act. It's a lot of the nature stuff. It's yeah. a lot of them interacting with the animals, interacting with the planet. Avatar 2's second act is my favorite part too, because that's where all that, that shit happens before mm-hmm. it just regresses back into we gotta we gotta have an action scene. Which is which it's really good. But like, hey, it's like that first movie again. Right. Um, and and I was thinking about that a lot, and I'm like, I, I you probably would have turned off a decent chunk of audience. I don't I don't think that like the general movie going audience is willing to sit for three hours of uh, entirely alien, almost entirely alien characters uh, trying to rebuild nature on their planet and interact with the wildlife. And you'd have to really and like do tribal stuff and kind of negotiate the politics of is it okay that one of them is sky <laughs> people and one of them isn't? Um, 
cat playing with die. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but but I feel like that that would have been the more compelling film that I wanted to see here. I I I hundred percent agree. And the opening of this movie, which I think is 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 like impactful when when like the big the big rocket comes mm-hmm. down and destroys. If that's the end of your movie. That's if that were the end cliffhanger, and then Jake's like, "All right, baby, it's Avatar time." Then I'd be like, oh, baby, the game is on. Now I'm mad. Mm-hmm. But that's like the beginning of the movie. I'm like, oh, so that's like they came back after they lost and they're just doing, we're doing the same thing again, uh, which again is a which is a good reason for him to go to the water people. But then there's the same movie happens again. Yeah. And even then and even then there's like two plot points with the sky people that I feel are just like thrust into it. The plot where the general says Earth is dying. We're going to try and terraform and make Earth or our, our Pandora excuse me, our new home. And then you get the, um, the unobtainium resource, or it's not even unobtainium anymore. It's the stuff inside the, the, um, the, the Taruks, the, the, the whales, the, 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 the brain stuff. Goo. What is essentially, what is essentially like mm-hmm. blubber, amber. Uh, yeah. It's calm. It stops to, aging to forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. The magical so, stop, this magical stop aging juice. And when I got to that, I was like, but there was one plot point that I was actually more interested in. That was the whole Earth is dying. We're going to try and terraform Pandora and we have to kill the hostile or we have to tame the hostiles to do it. And then well, it's like, okay, now you're just introducing this whole new thing about obtaining. It's like, dude, you're go. It's like, can you just like pick one and stick with that? Well, this is like, that's like the long term, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. the, that's the avatar two through five plot is them trying yeah. to terraform the planet. Avatar one was a pilot, honestly. And it I was like a pilot of a TV show. And the episode was. was like, here's the real first episode. Uh, I brought up to Brandon that I'm like, if you're going to be that heavy handed with it, just say Earth 2 is dying. Imply that they've burned two planets already. If we're going to go that hard on that kind of that kind of satire, then go hard. Yeah, we're not, we're not learning from this and we're just going right. to do it until right. we destroy like, like it, 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 it honestly tells me more about all of the human characters to be that jaded if they've already done this to two planets. Yeah. Which means they've already colonized and completely destroyed a second planet. So the fact that when they're interacting with the Navi, they really, really, truly don't give a shit is like, it's not even cartoonish. It's like, obviously. Yeah. Why would you? The, the way that your society has already structured itself is entirely based on not giving a shit about other species i wish i i wish there was some mention of unopanium in this because like that is like that is the reason we're on pandora we you know it is it is in the earth itself so we got to destroy the earth but now we're just not going to worry about that we're just going to get go after the whales and mm-hmm. i'm like sure i get it but like that it's like, w- he, it's like he got upset that people made fun of the name I mean, what was the name of this one? Mysterium sixty nine. Like, what's 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 the goo called? I, I, I don't could, remember. I, I just <clears throat> I forgot. I just saw they just mentioned the goo once, and then it was never mentioned again. Yeah, it was the um, the one time was when um, Spider was seeing how they drill for it, and then the, he's like, "Wait, that's all you take? What do you do with the rest of the meat? Do you do you waste <clears> it all?" And they're like, "Yeah, pretty much. We just grab this and then just sink it to the bottom of the ocean." It's like. I, okay. I want to bridge from your point about like what what is the human goal the terraforming thing to talk about like what I think is is not well structured into this film which is why are they still chasing Jake? Um because what we learn is like it makes sense they have courage there to hunt down Jake because Jake is meticulously leading tactical strikes that are damaging their resources and, and taking their weapons and they cannot find him. Yeah. So Korich goes in, but Korich being there drives him away. Once that's happened, why are they so like 
putting all of this into yes our all our navi soldier team should go hunt down the guy who's no longer here we are they even assaulting that for their resources anymore that's another is, is it even a problem now that they've driven jake away to the human mind is it a problem i i do have some positive sense maybe i do but like this is another problem i have where it's like Quartz is brought back and he's yeah he's there to hunt Jake down. Well, and it would have defined his character more if he was like going against what they said. Like no, no, we want you here, and he's like no, the I want to hunt Jake. We're introduced to to Edie Falco as the new main evil general lady. She's in a movie for five minutes and runs away, and then it feels like the rest of the military we see their presence in terms of like warfare, but it feels like the rest of the the like intelligence of the military just goes away, and Quartz just becomes now I'm the military man for the movie, and my dumb goons who get who get shot once and die as easy as humans do. They're they're irrelevant. They're the knights of Ren of this movie, which really bummed me out because I was ready to like hate all these dudes. Like, oh look how badass these guys! Oh, they're, they're the worst bad guys. I'm like, no, nah, they're I don't know who these people are. She chews bubblegum. That's a character trick, I guess. Like, and like his whole thing about I'm just here to hunt Jake down. That's my whole goal. I'm like, that's that's just the whole movie. Is that I'm like look? I needed more from course, especially now that he's a Navi. But there's like, there's not much. And technically a different person. And technically a different person. And they don't really go into any of that. There's it's some like, of it, but again, it's all surface level. Actually, Sparks, you brought up a good point about how, like, when Jake and his family leave the um, um, the forest people to go to, to live the sea people, it's like, yeah, he's probably, I mean, the, um, his, the, his forest group is still maybe doing a few raids, but not as precise or not as structured as they were before. But at the same time, that would have been a good character uh, arc with Korich to be like, no, I want Jake. I'm going to hunt him down. This is personal. And him to def constantly defy orders and put himself in jail. That's why he has to commandeer the whaler ship. Is so it's like, I want to hunt this a-hole down because this he made this personal. And not because – and it's like – because once Jake's gone, it's like, dude, he's not doing anything. He's just trying to live his best life out in the ocean. Just leave him alone. So this is an important plot point because, like, if Ryan's correct. Like, in any other film where I'm not captivated by the the director filmmaking or the visuals or the performances, then um, this is this is a critical failure of a plot point because, importantly, like, when uh, Edie Falco's com commanding officer takes Spider hostage and they're torturing him, they are asking for information about where Jake is specifically. Not information about where his tribe is, not information about where they're hiding or how they can get their weapons or Jake. like, like that's information they could find out. Yeah. And they're not asking for that at all. They're only focused on Jake, which doesn't make Spider sense. has critical knowledge, like critical knowledge of the Navi. And they're just like, yo, where's that one dude we don't like? Now, at the time, granted, like they think that he has not left the area, that he's still there, but they can be asking questions about how many are there, yeah. all these kinds of things to like narrow down. Because like in, in my mind, what I anticipated was that we were going to on some level get a reveal at some point in this film that um, and maybe we still will that Jake leaving left them totally unprepared and defenseless and they got wiped out like, yeah. As, as important as it is for like as much as it makes a logical sense for Jake to protect his family, um, I think the part that like the part that didn't totally work for me is like Jake internalizing like Corch is after me personally, and I'm like, yeah, that's true. But like the entire military isn't after just you personally. They want to wipe out everybody. Yeah. So your your whole group, your whole forest Navi, who are supposed to be also kind of family he abandoned his family well and forced Neytiri to and like yeah. that point is there oh she she's in this huge, movie Neytiri's in this movie <laughs> she has a huge problem with that right but like the the convincing angle of it didn't didn't 100 work for me yeah actually i just saw something that i'm kind of like oh 
they're missing a big point here. They might explore it later in a other in the next sequel. That's the colon of this sequel. movie. We'll explore it in another movie. Pretty much. But it's the so obviously the sky people show up and they built this huge ass city, right? How come they haven't hunted down the scientists that stayed the first time? Are they just well, letting them do their own thing? No, because they're, they're with they're with the forest navi. We see they've moved oh, their right, right, yeah, yeah, the right, they So they're yeah. they're looking for them just the same way. They, okay. I feel bad for Max, uh, uh, like the older actor, not Norm Spellman, like the navi guy. Uh-huh. He's mm-hmm. in the movie for literally seven seconds, and he doesn't even get like a face shot. He's like a side shot. Of him, like, I'm here, I'm also here to help. And I'm like, oh, bro, at least you got a credit. Oh, yeah, I like those guys. Like, you see, you see, uh, Spellman a a little bit more, but like, they are very much sidelined. Like, Mm -hmm. again, like, I had that, I had that same question the first time we saw his Navi norms, uh, out with them on the raid. Uh, and I was like, okay, so like, why wouldn't the sky people stop them from being able to do this? And they did answer it, like, they go back to their their safe place in the caves. It was one of my positive points that I'm like, that felt like a question wasn't going to get answered, but it did. Mm -hmm. That's where they have uh, Sigourney Weaver's original Navi still in a tube and all that stuff. Like that's all hidden up in the same place as they're hiding. So she didn't die. She's just in a coma. She's in a battle coma. That's it's super unclear, but she had a baby. Yeah. And then, and then what a movie, don't, guys. don't think about it too much. I can't yeah, help I'm, it. I'm, tr- I'm trying not to, That's but what the of movie course says. there's it's literally like Jake, Jake introducing it. And it's like a pregnancy of somehow. Don't worry. About oh, it. that's true. You're right. And, or even the one she entered and when, um, Kitty, is her name Kitty or Kiri? I heard, Kiri. I heard both. It's just, it's a the Kiri. Kiri. Okay. All right. So I hear like when Kiri, um, interacts with the tree of, with the underwater tree of souls and she sees her mom in Awa. Or in the, the planet, and she's like, "Hey, where, who's my dad?" And she's just about to answer it, and then she gets pulled away. It's like sequel bait. God damn it! We know who her dad is. It's Awa. There's no, there's no mystery here. It's not going to be some person. Norm Spellman didn't bang a coma Navi. We're not. No, that's, that's, I wasn't saying that. I was, that, didn't, that didn't happen. Uh, uh, no, it's like this isn't a mystery, y'all. Like she has a, she has a seizure when she connected to the tree. Like what's that about? Who knows? We're going to explore it later. It's cause she's, she's like, she's Jesus. She's Jesus. She's the son of the, she's the son of, of the planet. She's the avatar. She's the vessel of anyone. T- guys, I swear to God, if it takes us five movies to get to this plot point, I'm going to lose my mind. There's no, there's no mystery here. There's no mystery here. She's avatar Jesus. Yeah. She really is like, like, you know, she, oh, she, she guides the fish and she turns water into wine. That's that was actually, that was actually pretty cool how she's like, Oh, I don't want to be here. But then the second she dives underwater, she's like, yo, this is great. Oh yeah. It, oh, yeah. Even, I, I really like Kiri as a character actually. Even Yeah, I do too. Um, I think, I think Sigourney Weaver's, we talked about this, Ryan and I talked about this after the film that I think um, Sigourney Weaver might have the standout performance of this film, which is interesting because she's, She's a, a an older lady playing a teenager. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it works. But it but it really does. Yeah. Um. And mm-hmm. like uh, in the previous film, I would say it was always Aldana, but she's not in this one enough for me to say that. Uh, even though I think she's giving one hundred and ten percent whenever she is there. She's she she always delivers. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in everything, she is she's so good. Um. Brandon Brandon even admitted that like uh it's weird how they brought up like the the possible seizure plot point and then that even that isn't uh addressed again in this film like that's a thing for later that that even that doesn't come up bro if my kid has a seizure i'm gonna be like can we please investigate this now so it doesn't happen again that's what a parent would do Mm -hmm. i know that i know that um i want to i want to talk about uh another point that brandon brought up um which is about the uh shift 
that Jake does not very uh, subtly from the non-language Sully, to, yeah, to, to, uh, it's everything sounds like English to me, and now everything's English with the Navi. What a cop out! I hate. I, I mean, I was bummed out because, like, I agree. I agree with Brandon. It's probably true that that was a studio decision yeah. and not a Cameron decision. Yeah. But um, what what I don't like about it is that once we've made that decision, we get to like really reductive English dialogue. Like, honestly, worse than the first one for Jake. Yeah. And a little bit his boys because they're okay. saying things like, "Cause why are these these." These Navi born human or not humans, Navi born people saying words like cuz well, and like, bro. And the bro is a modern thing that people well, say. And like the implication is supposed to be that like they're saying something else and that's what it sound that's what it translates to from Navi. Sure. That's not what they're saying. But like because we don't get like any amount of that swapped to know that like yeah. you're just supposed to internalize that it, it feels super jarring but the one that really bothers me personally is jake saying jesus at one point during the raid yeah um talking to his sons uh in like exclamation yeah um oh, jesus, jesus. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh what bothers me about it is i'm like i feel like that doesn't work with a version of him that has integrated with awa and the navi culture for, for 15 years yeah for for he doesn't lifetime. even he doesn't even call people from earth humans or anything like that he calls them sky people the same thing that the navi do i don't understand how he would still have jesus in his language or like a lot of other terms that come up but that one stood out to me that i'm like this doesn't belong here anymore the one that really got me was cuz because yeah. like that is that that's straight up just like slang and again if we're doing like i don't like i don't like it that like we're internalizing through jake's jake's translations for the entire movie for every character even when he's not in frame right because that's again this makes it incredibly lazy like if everyone sounds like jake jake sucks uh i don't want everyone to sound like jake because that dude doesn't have much of of a vocabulary i i would have i personally would have preferred an entire film that like not entire film because there are other moments where other people are talking to each other who are sky people and stuff but most of a film in navi but even even putting that aside like I, I just wish that even if they were going to do the translation, that they were at least being considerate of like, what would they still be saying if it was Navi? Because it wouldn't sound like this. Even to hum like to our translated ears, this is not what it would sound like. Like I still want that to sound like what it would be translated to us in in subtitle form. Like they still sound like the Navi because now they don't sound like the Navi anymore. Yeah, I don't and I didn't need them to do another oh. Uh, uh, the water tribe speaks a different language. We got to do that whole thing. But it would have been cool if they have like a different dialect or a different like like. Uh, uh, Why wouldn't they? Yeah, Why wouldn't they speak yeah. a different language? Mm -hmm. Like with some crossover where they because it's not like other? they live right next okay, door. Well, hold on, I will give a defense. Like I can, I can buy that all the Navi of all types on the planet speak the same language because they are all connected to Awa. Okay. I can buy that. That's I can fair. buy I'll that. Allow, that's I fair. will allow that. That is integrated into the the way the planet functions. I will buy I'll it. give that card. I'll allow it. But that I'm being said, but that being said, they still have to learn how to talk to the Tolkun, mm -hmm. which is a different type of language than what they've used in other places. That's true. Um, so they use a special kind of sign language under the water. Yes. They have to learn that because they're straight up saying it's like you're doing this hand wavy thing. We don't understand that. It's like, yeah, it's sign language. They're like they're I guess they're like older than than anything. 
Um, which you like, could argue, like which you could argue that that's just learning the signs, not necessarily changing mm -hmm. the the words. Like the words would right. be the same, and the tulkun would that's still true. connect to the words. Very true. Again, that integration thing, which I do think is still the best thing about Pandora, is the idea that all things are literally able to connect to each other. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Like when we get to the tulkun, when he goes inside the mouth. Which oh my I think god, is a great the sequence. tremor's mouth. Yeah. When I, which I think <laughs> is a great sequence is yeah. like the the trust about it, the beauty of it. The mm -hmm. way that it unfurls and they're able to connect, I think that's all really, really touching. Yeah, like yeah. my biggest positive again is the second act when like Loak, Loak, Loak is like is binding with with Pycon from Dragon Ball Z. Um, he's my favorite favorite in the Mechian. Um, and and he has a, he has he's like tell me your story. He's like oh my story is too painful, and I'm like oh no this this way yeah. some trauma. And then we have like a terrible flashback. Of like just like the worst massacre you've ever seen on screen of whales, uh, and boy howdy, like, this movie looks real. Those look like whales. That texture, those eyeballs. I'm like, that is impressive. That is really you, impressive. That's you know that one scene in very early in God of War where you can free that one creature from the chains. In no, a, he hasn't in, played it. No, he doesn't. Nah. I, I, it, it's not early enough. I'll okay. say that because I actually have, but I'm not there yet. Okay. All right. Well, Ryan, you know what I'm talking about, right? I I, I immediately thought of that. Yes. Yeah, I because I thought of that too. And when he's when um when he, when the son is like taking off the when he's like undoing the harpoon, and he's like he's like watching all the he sees all the wounds of the, of the tokun, and it's like poor whale, and and like him being an outcast. Uh, and everyone knows he's an outcast because he's a killer. So you assume he's actually like he's done some shit in his life. But it turns out it's just like their way of life is like we don't condone murder or any association with murder. So if you even like put a pinky on accidentally being touched with murder, you're an outcast for it. Yeah. And that's what happened, like, unfortunately, with with our with our guy Pycon. I think yeah, it's like Pycon. Yeah, Pycon. Yeah. Yeah. And he is yeah. like, no, I led a raid against the sky people and lost horribly. And yeah. now I'm outcast. Yeah. He's trying to then, do something and, then, and it cost him. And then when we learn about how the Tokun used to be very territorial, they used to fight, and then once they got in touch with the Navi, they they decide they changed their ways, and now they're very. It's it's I love I really like this new spiritual connection because the Tokun are essentially this version of the Banshees, but they're not Banshees if that makes sense. Well, I mean, we have honestly, Banshees. There's like there's, yeah, a, there's the, the, the long dolphins. Ones. These guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I do like. Oh, I actually no, do sure. like these guys. I, these guys right here. Yeah, I do they're, like those. Basically, yeah. The, the Tolkun is something new. Yeah, I like. I really like how the Tolkun are, like, um, uh, like when the uh, the matriarch of the of the tribe, um, where she called when she says, "This is my spirit sister," and how each one has like a spirit sibling, and they, like, when the daughter goes and she starts talking about the boy, about the boy. Obviously, she's talking about Jake's the, the youngest son, and I'm just like. Man, this is actually really neat. This is like I agree with. I think I have to agree with Ryan. The entire second act in the movie, the second one, they get to the village and they start learning the ways of water, and they integrate, and we see all these new marine creatures in this marine life. I love that part of the movie. I'm like, this is this is the part I'm here for. And, and I love seeing the wild. 3D was spectacular. Like, it, like this was some. And we watched like IMAX 3D. Like I've been watching IMAX 3D movie in a long, long time. But like, man, this is some good ass 3D. Yeah. You know, what? I would actually, I would probably go see this movie again in IMAX 3D because I saw this movie just straight standard digital. I mean, it still looked absolutely phenomenal. But I can only imagine how gorgeous this looks in IMAX 3D. Uh, it's it's truly it's truly a visual spectacle, and I do think that's a testament to again like 
what is working about Pandora, what is working about this premise of like visual storytelling and what he's going for is the fact that like all three of us more or less are like the second act is probably the strongest part. And in any other film, like most people would say that's the most boring. Yeah. Um, but for us, like what is working, what Cameron is getting across is this, this beauty of nature, mm -hmm. this connectability, the spirituality of Pandora, all of that is working the audience. Mm -hmm. I think in general is responding to that. When I think people think most of uh, the, the avatar franchise, they really, Rarely, I think, ever think of the action scenes. I think what they think about is the scenes like the 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 air jellyfish yeah. connecting with with Jake in the first film, or now for this one, like the the bits with Tolkien or the first times exploring the water. Like it's all this nature interaction is the it's, stuff that's truly translating so well from the film. Yeah, and I I wonder if here's my here's here's something I want to say to that though. Yeah, what. Did Pandora Avatar is the only movie where it's like, wow, I really don't care about the characters. Cause like when you think of all your favorite movies, it's like, wow, because they have incredible characters and like things you never like, but like we don't well, we don't super care about these characters. I'll I'll push back on that just to say, like, the second act, who do we care about? We've already acknowledged is Kiri, yeah, Loak, uh -huh. and Tuk. All the people who we watch interact with nature in the second act. And they're all the not people really who the main characters. Though. No. Well, Loak maybe. I think in this movie, Loak and Kiri have kind of taken the film away from Jake and, and oh, Neytiri, which is Kiri, which yeah. is a little bit to the detriment of those characters. Yes, I acknowledge that. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that I was stunned how little they were actually in this movie because I thought we were supposed to connect to them more. I think where the film falls short is not just completely bulldozing into this film is about them mm -hmm. um, and and recognizing it's about the kids. Yeah, Loak is more. Yeah, he is because a main character. because Loak yeah. is a main character and yeah. Kiri's very much a main character. And yeah. I think this those characters I'm connected to the characters that the movie seems to to at its core want me to connect to. I am. It's yeah. just that everyone else kind of got ripped okay, away from the center. I'll give you that. Okay, but like I do like two of the eight main characters we follow mm -hmm. <laughs> which which is this it's just it's like it's like not liking like most stop of your it. avengers stop cast. it you like took so much i remember yeah when we came out took of and loak uh uh i yeah took is super cute yeah. took is uh, like, a really good little girl she's just a little girl living her life on avatar and like and she get chained up twice that's such a bummer for her uh, i like when she's just like i can't believe i got chained up again why would you do that to her james you know we're touching on on the children so i think it's a good time to bring up that like um Mwati, the uh older son does die. He's the death in this room. Uh, His name's Natirum. Is it? Yeah, because it's Natiri, but a male version of okay. Natirum. Yeah, Natirum and Loak. I did look it up a little while ago. Muati? Who's Mu I've never heard Muati in my life. <laughs> didn't hear Nate either. So I 100% heard Nate <laughs> I, I, I heard Nate. I heard Nate something, but anyway, somebody. See, that's the problem. We don't know. No, no, no. You're much to your point of what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it is a problem that he is. I would say the most underdeveloped character in this film. So when he died, I only really cared because of Zoe Saldana's because reaction. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, I didn't. And that was a huge flaw, is that I just did not connect to that kid. Yeah. Um, and it is a that is such a bummer. Because like if you're going to if you're going to kill someone, like in what in these scenarios when you kill a character, it's someone that you're connected with. So if you feel something for it. There's nothing yeah. worse in a in a in a property you're watching when someone dies, you're like, oh, okay. Then like Actually, what was the point of it? I was watching this movie and once the Skype and like the once the the raid on the the whaling ship happened, I was watching this and I thought to myself, Olison's gonna die. I'm calling it now. Hour and a half later, oh look, he died. <laughs> Called it. Hour and a half. It's a long movie. It is a long movie. 
Um, but still, but still, like, because we were mostly folk. I kind of called it because it was just like I could see it happen. I've seen this before, where we're focusing more on Luwak and him and his um, relationship yeah. with Pycon. We see it happen where he's trying to gain the respect of the other of the other of the other teenagers. That's why he goes out beyond the reef. That's why he's the one who gets in trouble all the time, and then that's why he constantly has this like this rivalry with his brother about how, Oh, dad respects you. Dad does all the things for you. I'm the youngest. I'm the, I'm the one who's always looked down upon. And then finally, you know, after what happened and he, and right before he's telling his dad how to properly breathe and hold his breath, he finally, his dad finally says, I see you son, you know? Yeah. No, if like, I, that's, yeah. So the thing is that it's not, it's not interesting because it's a one-sided rivalry. The older mm-hmm. son is essentially perfect. He's yeah. a flawless character, and so we spend very little time engaging in anything with him because not only does he like he's the best son, but anytime the other one screws up, he's like, "No, that was really me." You did. He your tries best. to take his. He tries to take the the blunt of it and the responsibility and protect him. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he's so infallible at all turns that he's they just don't do anything with him. Yeah, I, I a podcast I just listened to about this. Uh, they made the good point of. They also knew that the old, the older brother was going to die because once we stop paying attention to him and start paying attention to the younger brother and he starts getting developed, you're like, oh, one of these kids is probably going to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's probably the one that we've lost we've lost interest in. Yep. No. And and turns out, oh, look, I was right. Yeah. Um, or- I, I – uh yeah uh uh i think kiri's great yeah um i, I do like kiri a lot like a lot of stuff with kiri i was in and it's not that i don't like the story with the youngest son the youngest son i was actually most engaged with him trying to like his whole thing of being an outcast that's why he bonded with PyCon so easily is because they're both outcasts and then he's talking to his i'm calling it now his future wife about how he's an outcast and she goes no i see you but what also one thing I want to say I really like is how the um, the reef people are slightly different from the forest people. Like you see yeah. their fin, how they adapted yeah. and evolved. Oh, one big arm. That's so cool. And yeah, they have fins there, their, their tail. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, oh, they're still Navi, but how, even their skin tone, their scale, they're like more lighter. They're more like the ocean. No gills either. They have to just, they just yeah. hold it longer. Yeah, yeah I no like gills. That. And I, I think. Too. Yeah, I think that's like, oh, this is actually really neat. This is really interesting. This is like, yes, because like Brandy. a different, a different culture adapted, and then over probably over generations, thousands of years, they evolved to go into the water, and it's like, oh, that's neat. I like that. Yes, Brandon and I agreed that like the differentiation between them like provided a lot um, for just like again like getting into the good Pandora shit is is mm-hmm. having these very different types of Navi. It it really feels like. Just this is the movie James James Cameron wanted to make the first time, and he just couldn't do it with the water. Sure. So he's like, "I'm just gonna have to do it again because I have to have a foundation, and we can't do it because I did the forest part first. So I just gotta do it again with the water." And mm-hmm. I respect that. I just my, one of my biggest problems with the movie is, is just the script. Like yes. half half of what these people are saying is generic as hell. Yeah. And only because they're so good looking is like I'm invested in it. Yes. Because again, if this movie didn't look half as good, like how many like. Oh my gosh, I think of how many of like these Marvel movies have like not great CGI and like how that sometimes bothers me. And like if this movie looked bad the entire way through, like it would be unsalvageable. So like that it has to look as good as it does because like simply the script, the script isn't there, cuz it isn't there, bro. Right. Like I, I just I need it to be a little a little sharper. I don't need again, I don't need every character to sound like Jake Sully because like he's the mm. least interesting character in the movie. 
it's it's true like cameron cameron has been like getting away with it getting away with it um for a, for I, I think a while it's gotten now, worse because like, like, i think the scripts for terminator 2 is is great no for sure but like it, it, he's able to he's able to pass off like archetype characters yes. and like and he's been able to do it and, and do it over and over and and play it very well and like you're really rubbing up against something where it's just not it's not translating anymore and i yeah. think part of that is like the in the bigger conversation and i think it's a valid conversation of like what what are you representing here and like it there's a lot of people who will hand wave it away because like you know they just don't want to it, it, it doesn't apply it, it's it's not fair criticism to say because it's just about these blue alien people that live on this alien planet but what is what is he representing here he's representing these uh people who in the first film we can argue are very much indigenous native americans yes um the the all the tribes of north america uh their i the idea of them has been translated and trickled down into the navi like it i don't think that it's a stretch to say that that's true and now we're talking about um what is uh, many mul multiple island indigenous uh people like the maori oh my gosh and they're being and they're being featured here and like he what what are we saying about how we're representing these people and what are we saying about uh, with the film, how, who is representing them. Okay, so this was, the more I thought about it, the more actually it, it kind of made me mad because the first movie, it is doing, yes, like Native Native American indigenous representation, but it's not focusing on one specific tribe or anything, right? Mm -hmm. This one, it takes us like two hours into the movie before the first the first uh, water tribe guy goes like, ah, and they start doing like the Maori chanting stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is just part of the tribe and we haven't seen it the entire movie. And then it goes away. We never see it again. It's one specific time that they that they do this thing. And it's a really good moment. It, it is, it is, but it's never represented in the rest no, of the I agree. movie. I agree. It stood out to me too. And I'm just like, it, it, felt, it felt jarring because I'm just like, oh, I'm seeing stuff that I very much know. Uh, that's very, very much represented. And that's also, again, a pop culture of like Native American representation isn't there. But like, it kind of, it was jarring. I'm like, oh, right. He's drawing specific from real real tribes and real things and i'm like i don't think you need to be doing that for every tribe so we're we're a little we're a little ways away from when avatar came out obviously yes but i remember around that time there was discussion about like why weren't all the navi represented by native american actors mm -hmm. and at the time you had the bullshit arguments that people would make back then of uh well there's not that many talented Native American actors in the business, which wasn't true, um, but yeah. it was the narrative that they ran with. We know that's not true today. So when you get to this point, like I don't think this is that entirely different from the things we were discussing around Spielberg's West Side Story, where we talked about like how many people are, yes, the, the people who are playing the Puerto Ricans are not white, but are they Puerto Rican? And that these two things are different. And we get here and like a lot of the people playing the Maori tribe are not white. Are they Maori? I mean, I know they're not Maori. Yes, who's the but, but who's they, the leader? Who's the the female leader of this tribe? It's Kate Blanc. It's Kate. It's Kate, it's Kate Winslet. Winslet. Mm -hmm. It's a white woman, and I'm like, of all like, I she should have been our main like bad guy instead of Edie Falco, like or something like. If you're gonna put Kate Blanchett in this movie, don't make her the Kate leader. Winslet. Sorry, <laughs> don't put the, the second best Kate. Sorry, Kate. Uh, 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 don't do this because like also she's barely in the movie. So why even stunt cast? It's it's. It's it is a problem, and I know some people don't care about it, but like it is, it's 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 2022, y'all. Like, we have to be better than this. I do think like just having watched other people talk about it, especially critics of color, and, yes, like, all 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 kinds of things. Like you you can't pretend that you're not appropriate 
approximating, I, don't, I won't say appropriating, but approximating mm -hmm. two things that are in our real life, even if this is an alien tribe and even if this is an alien tribe. Oh, we'll get in the spider, don't and worry. And if we're having a representation of that on the screen, especially when it's in this kind of layer of CGI, like why can't these people be of the culture that you are pulling references from? Um, why are it, why is just not white or in some cases still white good enough? Um, and I, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair criticism to be lobbied at like such a monumental blockbuster that like in a way, this is a good time to get more indigenous actors on the screen or people who do represent the cultures that we are going to take pieces from. They should be here. Yeah. Um, and there are some, I'm not saying that there aren't yeah. any, but like some of our major players on uh, are not. Um, and I think that that's worth questioning and worth dissecting and like where where is the line acceptable of this is sci-fi and not truly representation and where is it like but it is because again like i would i would i would want better i honestly would want better from from, from a director in this day and age especially when you're given a budget like this you can get you can do whatever you want with it and i understand wanting to cast your friends but it's just like he's just not thinking about it and you clearly can see that with Spider. Uh, and I just, that is that is my biggest problem with the movie is Spider. I think that is a bad B-A capital B-A-D character. Um, uh, uh, the fact that one, he's he's the son of Korich, which raises an infinite amount of questionable things I don't even really need to go into. Uh, but the fact that he's just here and he's like a mild turncoat and he's hanging out with his dad who wants to kill him but doesn't want to kill him. And there is an interesting anime story happening there, but it's not really in this movie. It's not in this movie. I think there's I think that there's an avenue where the plot point that is spider is good. Yes. Um like purely on the a different form of humans being able to interact with the Navi that is not taking on an avatar body, yeah. I think is a good idea. And I think that that is translated through spider is not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. What bothers me is the interpretation of spider should have dreads. Um, that spider says the line, I'm faster when I'm blue, which like Again, translate that over to blackface. Yeah, what does yeah, that yeah, sound yeah, like? Yeah. Like it's 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 it is appropriation, and it's like it, it, another thing. So, so Ben, he has dreadlocks, right? What does that yep. tell you? What does that tell you about this human child? Uh, a Navi planet. Honestly, I am that he's just that he's just trying to be like the Navi. Possibly. No, that he was born with dreadlocks. Mm. His mother is a Navi. Oh, do you think evil military Quaritch has a side girlfriend he's not telling anyone about? No. D yeah. What is he doing with this? What is what is his end goal is to make Quaritch a good guy, which really bums me out because I see I see the Zuko trajectory happening in front I'll be of me. I'll be honest with you. I don't think that he's supposed to genetically have the dreadlocks. I think that he's styling his hair to the best of his ability to look like it. And here's my argument for why we see him when he's a baby for one moment and he has yeah. regular straight hair. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that now I get where you're coming from. I don't think they're thinking on doing they're that level of story. I think that they just wanted him to style it. That way, yeah. That's even I, that's that's even worse. No, that's I, even worse. I I do think it is him trying to look like the novel. Okay, so so okay, so then my thing's wrong. It's even worse than I thought it was. It's even worse because uh, then he straight up just I want to look like you guys. Um, also, I mean, sorry, uh, really random uh, question, but it does doesn't all of Jake's kids like his like blood related kids have four fingers? No, they make the point that they have five, I think, right? That's oh, yeah, yeah. Thing. Like, they have, like, a whole, like, set of human fingers, right? Because yeah, yeah. when they're putting the oldest son to rest, you he has three. Does he? 
Yeah. I, I definitely wasn't paying attention, but I remember there was one plot point during a movie where like, yeah, you guys are outcasts. You guys are freaks. You have five fingers. Yeah. 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 But then when they are putting the oldest son to rest, he only has three fingers. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought he has five. Was one of them adopted? I honestly don't remember at this point. Curious. Yeah. Adopted. Kiri was adopted. Okay, Kiri was adopted, but she has, the, she has the full set of hands. Yeah. But she's from a clone, a clone, a clone lady. I don't know. There was just like some one part of me is like I th- I don't know that that part. Then part I would have to I would have bit. to watch it again. I did not notice. Yeah. Anyways, going back going back to the whole spider thing, um, I didn't know how to feel about Spider. To be perfectly honest, I was just like, okay, he's just a kid who's like playing around, and obviously Natiri doesn't like him because he's interacting he's with guy. her kids. He's uh, it's it's really funny because Spider is also like kind of like the the barometer of how technically impressive the film is because he's this real person in the midst of all oh of this God. digital stuff and he fucking looks like it's he belongs incredible. the whole time like again like this movie really is a technical achievement like it looks so good it is so impressive again the first avatar which came out 13 years ago is still better looking than some movies that come out today and the fact that this movie again it took like how many years to make it's it's an achievement it looks so good mm-hmm. um yeah and spider uh, despite hating the dude like he looks, he he. It's it's incredible how he is in this fake world with everyone else. Like I want to see. He truly looks like it. And at yeah, all times. Like like I know what the mocap looks like. I want to see what putting spider into this world looks like because that's that. I think that's that's not just green screen. Like I don't know what's happening with that. Grab guy. grab any mm-hmm. screenshot of him in the environment in this film, and he looks like he belongs there. It's, yeah, it's it super jarring. Yeah, yeah. that is. <laughs> That is, I will, I will say, technical once again, technologically speaking, that is an amazing feat they have achieved. Because not once did I think that um, this kid did not belong in a room bunch of, with a bunch of green screened actors. He calls he calls his dad a butthole at one point. That that made me laugh a little, is because I thought it was stupid. <laughs> He's like something, something, yeah. something. Like, butthole. Yeah, I did like uh, uh, the use of butthole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I haven't heard a butthole in a movie in a long yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, God, there was some, to him. That's right. Yeah. yeah. There was one thing I like when he when he saves his dad, and of course we all know that Quartz's whole now driving force is just to get revenge on Jake and um Natiri. But it's like I did he tell Jake or Natiri that he saved his dad? And okay, then he so no, de- no, you're you're hitting on like one of my biggest problems with the film. Um uh it is a gigantic problem to me that he doesn't. Um I think that uh, you have you have undercut Spider. Uh, I'm sure, like I'm sure, it's going to be some dramatic thing in the next one yeah. when they mm-hmm. find out that Spider saved him and didn't tell them. But to me, it's undercut his entire story up to that point. If Spider has spent his entire life looking at these people as family, yeah, and he, I can I can abide him deciding to save his father. I can abide it. I I really like that when he did it, he still like he does it, and the guy like asks him to come with him, and he still does like the Navi hiss at him and everything. He's like, no, I'm I still don't recognize you as my like I saved you, but I don't want to be with you. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he goes back to them and he doesn't tell them he did that, that he'll let them live in the illusion that they that that evil is not out there for them, this thing that forced them to leave their home. Mm-hmm. Um, that is constantly going to have them in danger. That I, I really, really like. That is an unfortunate, not so good. Like feels like just for the plot rather than representative of what this character should believe or care about. Yeah. Uh, again, listening to another podcast, like I didn't think about this, and it could be interesting for the next movie. Um, that if if the trajectory isn't that Quaritch becomes bad or becomes good, it's a spider becomes bad, and he actually his human his humanness takes over, like. 
and like and like it's like you know like the opposite of, of he's like he's like a darth vader or something like like you know he, mm-hmm. he's or he's he the, was raised with these people and then he is going to be their that's destroyer a, that's or a he's the opposite or he's the, that, like yeah. Yeah. That's a bold take if you just kind of say, like, even the best intentioned Sky people just can't be trusted. Yeah, I think that'd be bold, and I don't think James Cameron's going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, he becomes a reverse Jake, where Jake, of course, was raised on Earth, raised as a Marine, but then reverse Jake. The people, go, yeah. whereas Spire it was raised on the Pandora, essentially raised by the Navi, and then turns against them to be with the humans. It's like, hmm. Because he's never really had a home. Like, I mean, he, okay, like, he is family with 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 the, the solis but like jake calls him the house cat when we first are introduced to him so like he he is more of an annoyance than like a real a real family member a pet, a pet right yeah, and by the end of the movie that might have changed but he still doesn't have a real but hold on, he still doesn't have a real family and right. despite Corch being a navi person that is his quote-unquote dad so like i could see the change happening and i again i think that would be a much bolder choice uh i just i just don't believe it like, even interior is ready to, to off him like he sees Natiri go hog wild on some soldiers after her son dies. And he's like, you could tell he's like, oh, she's pissed. <laughs> like she is ready just to cut him to do like the whole soul for a soul, son for a son bit. <laughs> and like when we like when Spider sees him in the water, it's like, dude, just let him die. Just let him be. Because it's like when he saves then it's like, OK, we're going to explore this in the next movie, I guess. Joy. Uh, bringing up the Natiri like willing to kill him moment, I I felt like the movie didn't leave enough room to explore what that meant for those characters. Like we know Natiri's not very fond of Spider, yeah. we just know that. Um, but I felt like it, yeah, maybe maybe in a future, but in this film, like I don't think there was enough room left before or after that moment to explore what that meant to those characters. Yeah. Like ni- literally after it happens, neither one of them references it. Yep. Um, like it's, it, if it's impacted, there's no repercussions if, that if she impacted, almost killed him. If yeah. it's impacted who he is at all, no. uh, it doesn't feel like it did or like that there, that there could be an implication of an amount of trust that he had for her or that she wasn't really going to do it or this kind oh of stuff. Gosh. Like none of that stuff is built into their, who they are. They could have, they, the they had, they had the trajectory themselves by, Spider is mad that that Natiri is willing to sacrifice him so easy. So then he saves Korich at the end, and that's the right. Death. Those things don't seem like they're, they're connected, not. Though. They are not connected, right? And then again, it's not. There's nothing with it at the end anymore. It's just like, oh, we're just, that's the end of the movie. It's Avatar. Or, or even even going so far as I don't think that a clear enough line is drawn between Korich decided he wouldn't kill uh, Kiri for me, so I won't let him die yeah they don't draw enough of a clear line between even those two the things, red cork board so so i think that like just part of spider's problem in this film is i think this film is overstuffed and i think spider is one of the pro- like you have no other place to put spider again a film that wasn't so focused on some of the other things that it is would have allowed spider to breathe more i think yeah you need to have him in this movie if he's going to be a character in the story going forward but he, he's not given a lot to uh to it's unfortunate the first time we're engaging with him, half of that time is spent with him being away from the family because I think it's important to establish for us actually what he means to them and what they mean to he him. He spent so much time. And I think Korish. we get a lot of like it kind of told to us, but it not shown to yeah. us. Oh my gosh. Imagine again that ending that we were talking about where it's just it's a whole movie of, of world building. Right. In the end, it's a big rocket. And then that's where Navi Quartz shows up and he's like, What's up, boy? I'm your father. 
And that's the end of the movie. God, that'd be so yeah. sick. Like, wait, he's back and he's a Navi and he's his father. You don't even, you don't even need like the, the, like you would still just like find out that Navi Korich is coming, but you've already gotten the implication just from like, again, we already knew beforehand because he has what I think is a good moment of dialogue uh, where Kiri is talking about like wanting to know who her dad is. And he's like, sometimes learning who your dad is really sucks. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I thought that was a good like tee up of like his dad was Korich. Like, you know, from that moment that that's what it is. And yes. I thought that mm -hmm. was really good. I agree. I would agree with that. Yeah, even when they go to the shed, he's like, dude, this is where your dad and my dad fought. And Cord and he sees like how Corge, the original Corge, died at the hands of um at the hands of Jake and um uh, and Natiri. But I, I I actually I like that ending a lot better where it's like they learn the way of water, they learn all they're just like there's like hey there's like this whole tribal thing. We get to get all the cool Navi stuff. And then when the Skype people show up, I would have liked that. I probably would have liked that a little bit more than this. You could, you could have done it even as like a, not necessarily that I want every film to do this, but like, again, going back to that, <laughs> what if we lived in this reality? Um, but like where Jake to earn the trust of other Navi who have not trusted him post avatar one has to go show that he can learn to be part of their ways as well. Mm -hmm. And that's why he has to go do this way of water. Yeah. Thing. It's not necessarily for protecting the family. It's for proving I belong here. I'm part of you as well. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's Jake yeah. reintegrating himself again into a wider culture. Like there's that like, there's been. like, there's a council of Navi leaders and to be recognized as a true leader of the Navi, he has to learn the way of water to prove to the other clan leaders that, they can be tr that he can be trusted. He's not going to betray them. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I you know one of I don't one of my biggest problems with this movie. The more I thought about it, the more it kind of irked me is how super similar and super close this film was in terms of the ending story to the first one. And what I mean by that is like how obviously he save he they take out the ship they take out the whaling ship um, they save. They, they they save they are they supposedly kill a bunch of the military people and then the chief says you are now there you are now part of this tribe and he and him in interior they bury their son and then they goes like we are sea people now and i'm looking at this the second he says we are sea people now the first thought was like okay and what are you gonna be in the next movie what are you gonna be planes people in the next movie are you gonna yeah. be air people in the next movie are we doing the avatar cycle or are you gonna be so, fire people are you going to move to another thing it's like oh my god this is just like rinse repeat here's the avatar of showing off all these uh, different climates or better yet are you gonna be snow people does pandora have polar ice caps i don't know but are they gonna have to leave the sea people and learn the way of the snow people next i don't no, that's that is a very good point, Ben, and that that is my that that is my worry. I want to I I want to have faith that the next movie won't just be that. Um, but but um, they they have said like in interviews a while ago, like every movie is going to introduce a new tribe, but I don't think he will be joining them. I do think what's going to happen is that like over time that this won't be a war for or the water trap, it'll be a war for Pandora. Yes. And Jake will have to gather all the tribes together, like a Mance Raider style from Game of Thrones, get all the tribes together, and it'll be one giant galactic war by the end of the franchise mm -hmm. for Pandora. I think Ryan's right, and I also think Ryan's right with his point earlier that this is this is where Cameron really wanted to start it, is in this group of water people. The technology wasn't there, mm -hmm. and I think that's part of the reason for migrating them and integrating the family now into the water tribe, is to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but they have the versatility of being able to live by the forest by the water um and i think that's going to be an important note i don't think we're going to abandon either environment going forward and i do think that for the sullies they will think of themselves as 
to home, but their current home is the ocean. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. In that note, like we give Cameron a lot of credit for how he fleshes out the world as we rightly should. I think he's done a great job of thinking of all these species and how they interact and the way they, they function and everything. What I wish he'd fleshed out more, uh, is while we're talking about that second act, what I think this film really could have used a lot of is they make a great point of when they get there because they are physically uh, different. How will they pull their weight? And we never actually see it. We never actually see that like what they have to do to to gather food for the tribe That's or true. how they have to do like what are the tasks that they have to measure up to to prove we themselves see as a net get thrown. We once. see them. We see them <laughs> learning things, but we don't see them doing the things um yeah, and i yeah. kind of wish there was room for that because i frankly i think that's where natiri should have had a whole arc in this movie is her having the biggest struggle with converting from the forest way to the oh my god way. you're so right because like she she really does nothing in this movie she's because, barely in it because all of all of jake's kids just by virtue of being jake's kids will have some sense of adaptability that he has that Natiri would be foreign to. Natiri yeah. has only known one way of living up to this point. True. Jake has known two and has passed on kind of two in a way. Uh, and like, if nothing else, they understand the, the separation between Sky People and Navi and their different customs and ways. So yeah. Natiri could have had a whole arc of struggling the most with this change and that we could have seen how that ha- worked into her having to prove herself as living into it. And I wish there was room for that kind of story here. I agree. Uh, speaking of change... It's been like 15 years and Jake Sully is still talking like a military person. Well, this is what I, yeah. Like he's still like, this is what I, I mean. I, I, write, I keep my family, you know, I train them like Marines and like, and like, he still talks like he's a military dude, but he's fully Navi and talking about Sky people. Like, why would, why is this character like reverting? Again, it's like he, this is the first movie he wanted to make and he's got like, I just don't, don't worry about that first one and the, and the character stuff happening in that one. Like, uh-huh. why is he, why is he raising his family like a military branch? Like, come on. I mean, the only time I, uh, the only reason I can kind of push back a teeny little bit on that is when he is conducting the raids with the other Navi that he reverts back to his old military tactics. Because mm-hmm. obviously, the, his military tactics are working. Like when they I do will- the raid against the train, that is like, okay, that is pure military tactics. That is why he has to revert back into his training as a Marine. But okay. I do understand, like, when he's outside like there should be like two different jakes there should be jake as a military leader and then jake as a dad and right. this it one should be like it should be a clear shift in yeah. his mentality like oh, he's been totally. pulled back into an old version of yes himself. like i like he mm-hmm. as as navi jake he shouldn't he shouldn't show the human side to his navi kids uh i i i to the I point, guess right to the like, point to the point where natiri is like wow you haven't talked like this in years yeah uh, that kind yeah, of thing like yeah, then yeah. it stands mm-hmm. out to her that this is who he's being. like you're reverting and back like, to your old self like the god of and, war and mm-hmm. i wish it had also left room for an, a moment there's a lot of what we wish had happened in this movie <laughs> but i wish it had also left room for jake to respond to her and saying like i always knew this was gonna come yeah i always knew they were gonna come back and in the back of my head i've been waiting yeah, yeah. um yeah and like and like and how it's affected who he is as a father and and as a man yeah like, yeah there's the, like there's like, so much room for for so much incredible storytelling yeah, here. Yeah, like and again, like I I do like the like the themes idea of like protecting your family, but like he says I got to protect my family like four hundred times in this movie. I'm like, no, I get it, dude. I get I, it. I, I really wanna, do. I want to believe a lot of the things that we're thinking about are the kind of things that that if if you were to as flawed as that may be in logic, if you are to look at this as as act one, opening act part one yeah. of the epic story that Cameron wants to tell over the next three four five films um 12 years (laughs) yeah uh if if you are to look at it that way that like these things are going to 
reveal themselves and they're going to blossom and they're going to be part of the Pandora epic as we go forward. Yeah. I really like to believe that. I know Brandon wants to believe it too. That's part of the reason he's, he recognizes a lot of the flaws that we're talking about in the film, but he wants to be in, he wants to live in the optimism state of like, well, this is kind of like resetting the table and where we're going is going to do all of these things that, and that get, are possibly yeah. here. And I want to believe that too. Same. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I, I get that. The problem is this isn't the first Avatar movie. Right. And that's, it's just... And perhaps that's the flaw in itself, is even approaching it like it was. Yeah. And, to uh, some yeah, extent. Yeah, because again, this isn't... Avatar 1 is not a low-budget indie movie. It's the most, it's the highest grossing movie of all time. Most, a lot of movie, a lot of people who don't watch movies know this movie. Like, it is a... This is, how do I say this without sounding like mean to like billions of people? Like, this is a very simple-ass movie. That's why a lot of people can connect with it, because it's about like, hey... Like the first one, like, hey, it's about like nature and family. And like, and like that's very easy to connect with on a base level. The script, the way it is, is so when it's translated to a billion different languages, it's not hard and it's very simple. It's about protecting family. Yeah. And I get that. But it's also very like cynical filmmaking in a way. Because he knew he had to make four zillion dollars for this movie to break even. And how do you do that? By making it as easy, as accessible to everyone. And when you do that, it, in my opinion, it makes the movie less. And again, if this movie didn't look as good as it did, I don't think it would amount to a lot. <laughs> um, but like, he still is a great filmmaker and it's great to look at. And like, there is some really cool stuff happening. In but that, like, in that same vein, like, that's where I think the hope comes in is like, he's he's bought the audience in enough at this point, right? Like, maybe he can actually like bend them in a direction ever so slightly, like, push and say, like, okay, but it's actually saying a thing about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And maybe that will happen. I'm just worried it's, it's going to take too long. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll we'll have to wait and find out. Uh, there's there's still a few notes I definitely want to hit on. Um, uh-huh. How do you guys feel about the, my concern, my fear about the Courage storyline is that I don't want him redeemed. I don't think that's a, a good story. I'm 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 maybe open to the idea that he is uh, afraid of the fact that as a Navi he is being pulled towards Awa yeah. towards connection. Kylo Ren style. Yes. And I and I'm open to that idea that 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 fear starts to present itself in him that he's like i believe these things the same as jake did oh no i um yeah i uh, especially because he is his own entity who has only known a life truly as a navi he has these memories implanted from the other version but he is essentially just navi yes and and what that could mean for him in the future i think is interesting i brought this up to ryan after the film that like i'm very glad that they made the choice that he bonded with a banshee but his whole crew did not because mm-hmm. that's supposed to mean something i was gonna be mad and if that. all of the squad had done it i would say so it means nothing now but but that it's just him i can accept yeah. i can accept that he has the will to push through and that he did that uh but i also think it's going to affect him yeah i think he's going to start to be changed because of the experience i i 100 percent they didn't kill him in this movie and they have his son. He has a son now on Pandora, which makes me firmly believe he will get Kylo Ren. He will get redeemed. Um, I, I don't, I, I also don't have a problem with that. My problem is I don't find Quaritch a interesting, totally interesting enough character for him to be our antagonist for two, one to two to three more movies. Not yet because like the template is there, but they didn't do enough with it in this film. This yeah. idea Brandon really liked it. And I didn't think it came far enough. I don't think you did either of, Barely. of that, of that. He is a separate person from the original and that, where does that 
blurness come in for him. And I don't think the film does a good job of illustrating it at every point. His entire mission is to kill Jake the entire movie. Which doesn't make sense when he also says, I'm not the same person, so why is he so obsessed with Jake and Natiri and, and revenge? Why does he care about this child? That, that If it's not his, why does he care? It's because it's his child. It's because it's Corridge. Like, they can... Like I'm a fan of this. I love Westworld. Like I, will, I, I like this type of shit, but this is like bad execution. I will on this. say, I will say on the kid one, it's not in the movie enough. I agree with that, but I will say, like I, I do think that there's a, a presence enough that, in truth, of what he says when he says he was not a good father. Yes, I am not that man, and I think that he okay. can see through the lens of those memories who that man was and say, I don't agree with him as a father. Maybe I can be different. Okay. I kind of pity the kid. I can recognize that that level exists where he's like, he as a third person observer of, I think that would happen to any of us, a third person observation of our own memories and recognizing where our flaws are. Yeah. Maybe that was a major one. And he's like, I can be different from that. Um, I'll agree with that. I can buy that. I just wish it was a little more present in the film. Yeah. But it's also held in hand with the like, I'm obsessed with revenge on Jake. Whereas like that could have slipped away as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I 100% agree with that. I think my biggest worry is that this is that this is a, this is going to be a Hobbit situation where this is a story that does not need to be needs to be stretched out to three to five movies. That's mm -hmm. what I'm worried about because if it's just going to be more Sky people are coming and I got to band the crew together, uh, and the script the script doesn't get any stronger or better, like it's going to be the same writing team for all these movies. All the scripts are done already, right? So like we're locked into what it sounds like, um, mm -hmm. which really worries me because I don't know if I can watch five movies of of Cousin Bro. Yeah. Um, and the room is there. The, yeah. the room, we just went through a whole bunch of ideas. The room is there to expand on Except Avatar things. 3 is done filming and 4 is in mid-production right now. So uh, we'll see if this movie makes $3 billion. I, 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 I'm curious because it, it's, it's made a lot of money. It, it's, it's way below expectations so far. Mm -hmm. um, it's only, only just... at $450 million. <laughs> Yeah, I was just about to ask: Has do we know how much Avatar Two has made? Because I, I, I'll understand. Okay, I'll right say I went to a later showing, and this is it was like the second week. I want to say the film's been out. My theater was practically empty. I mean, it's, there was a few. Was, there was a few pockets of people. Our here and theater there. was not full either. It's made almost five hundred million dollars, which is a lot. It needs to make like two and a half billion dollars. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that one, y'all. I, I don't think so. I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. I think because a lot of times the sequels, the sequels may sometimes make more money than the originals do. But even now, but even now with Avatar, it just feels I don't want to say the magic is gone. No, but definitely the word of mouth is not really there. It's also the second this movie. One. Yeah, it's also the second one. It just doesn't have like the first one. They didn't know what it was. Now there's a whole group of people who like, I know what it is. And I don't need to see it. I know mm -hmm. I have a bunch of people online, like on Twitter, who are like, I, I'm not going to see this movie. I don't need to. Uh, it offends me. <laughs> and like, I get it, bro. I get you. I, 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 I get it. Um, like, hey, 500 million opening weekend for Around the World is a lot of money. Like, that's nothing to sniff at, right? Um, it needs to do, like, quadruple that. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I, I just don't, I don't know if it can. Uh, yeah, the no. third one, will, will, I think it will still come out regardless because it's done. And I don't think the studio wants to make Jim, Jim angry. But that might that it might be it. Who knows? It's it's too early to tell at this point because like you know the it first is. one had like for a thousand years. Importantly, I think like a, a another thing they'll be watching is merch sales in relation to the film because merch is a whole different kind of beast now. Yeah, with mm -hmm. uh, Disney pumping it. That's true. Oh, oh I didn't yeah. even think about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, people in Florida want to go to Animal Kingdom to go ride a sky uh, sky banshee. I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I'm I'm very online on Twitter. Uh, uh, I can tell when things are popping off in the world, right? Like a lot of people talking about a hashtag, like trending and stuff. Not a lot of people talking about Avatar since its release. Only the film nerds who who won't stop raving about it are like talking about it. Like, like, and that's usually how it is with movies like this, like, like, you know, big, big temples, like, you know, like, like a Dr. Strange or like a Thor, like there wasn't a lot of buzz after that movie came out online. Um, mm-hmm. um, and regardless of how you like those movies about those, movies, but like, it doesn't have, it's not having the same like zeitgeist online as, as the first one did. Yeah. Um, I think it's just cause again, it's a known property and I don't, I don't think it's a better, like a super better movie. I don't think it's substantially better in the ways you need it to be, to have legs. Like, like the first one did. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that final act's pretty cool. Uh, you, where, hey, where, where, where the? Ben? Yeah, okay, I brought this point up. Uh, ben, did you notice? Uh, where did the water tribe go? And I don't act? know. I, you know what? I was one of the exact same thing. I was like, okay, where good. did they go? That where did wild. they go? I, I brought this up to Brandon, and he was like, "That's a good point." Like, it, it just, I just don't get it. Um, it was, it's, it's like Vision disappearing for half the Civil War fight. Uh, it's, like, it's, where did why did you just disappear, Vision? You're super strong. Uh, it's, it's even. I think it's arguably even worse because, like, it's not even like oh, there were other things to distract them, or they were struggling with the fight and had to pull back. Or, it's like, got they got photoshopped. Were, they were winning. They were completely winning that fight, and then Jake and Nateria advance and take out most of the Navi squad that's left. There's not even a scene explaining where they go. Is there? No. Is there? No. They just they just are there all of a sudden. Which, just just, like, which again, like, which again, like, I could at least buy in my brain that in that moment, right before they charge, you know, they find out that really what they're here for is Jake, and that disheartens them, and that's not what they're there for. Yes, and they could all pull back, but the leader's daughter is still there. Yeah, so that doesn't work. Yep, yep, yep. I was, I don't know, maybe they saw PyCon do the whole free willy thing and just land on top of the of the ship. That's and just, when like, they charge. No, that's when they yeah. charge. Yeah, that's when they charge. And then they're like, okay, cool. We The ship is overturned. We're, we're done now. We're, Listen, we're, we're going to get our job. We're going to bounce. I can't even buy, let's say, uh, for some reason, like like when Corch gets the kids and like Jake's like, all right, listen, I need to do this on my own. You guys need to leave to make this like, to make this fair or whatever, right? I'll even buy that, but there's not even that scene right. where the chief's like, I need to help you, Jake, but I understand and I'm going to leave now with my homies. But there's, there's not even that scene. They're just like, it's just, again, it's like Photoshop. You take them out of the scene, just pretend they weren't there. I think yeah. I think sometimes like Cameron's tendencies in storytelling run uh, a, a rub up against the kind of world he's designed, which is that he he likes to get very insular and singular uh, in his characters at the very end, putting putting them isolated and alone up against their odds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this planet is about interconnectivity and the fact that we're all kind of on the same page on pandora if you are navi you are all one family in a in a whole sense one tribe in with multiple tribes connected you you still relate to each other um there's there's not a sense of like war tendencies between them and all this kind of stuff they 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 kind of to some extent have their different ways but still feel the same connection to their planet uh so the idea of this separation of like what happens to them doesn't affect me doesn't work yeah yeah, and again, the whole the whole movie just being about like, well, got to get Jake again. It just feels just like it's just. Why does it have to be so simple? I don't know. Like uh, <laughs> I know, I know, like you're. I know. I get. I get. I get. James Cameron is a very like thematic, like blockbuster type filmmaker. But like maybe I'm just. I'm just like. 
I was 17 when that first Avatar movie came out. And now like I'm a grown man and I just like, I need more than, than magical spectacle. I just, I, I just need more, unfortunately. Um, and there's not many filmmakers who can like get, a, again, like get, get away with this type of thing. Where, like, again, if somebody else directed this movie, we'd be shitting on it. I know people would be shitting on it, but it's not, it's like, it's the God of Hollywood. So we have to give him leeway, um, like, which is if fine. James Cameron... <laughs> James Cameron can make it like a um, a totally fine movie, and people will be like, "James Cameron made something amazing." Again, like, I, I, the, the credit is there for like the technology, yeah, how good the yeah. movie looks. Well, like, yeah. Again, like Credits. it's like with a different filmmaker, like it might not look as good. But again, like I'm older now, and like I need to connect with your characters, and if I don't remember half their names, like it just it's that's a failure. Yeah, it's a it's a mess. It's a mess up. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I going back to like you know the casting representation. It's like that that's a way to generate a lot of like positive like you could even have this simplistic story and it'd be like hey at least you know it's getting in indigenous actors on screen or or people who represent these cultures who don't get featured on screen enough like they yeah we're not visibly seeing who they are but we are seeing their performances they are getting uh, a lot of attention and money from being yes. able to be appearing in these things and that would connect to like a desire to have more diverse accurate representation on screen very different franchise but fast and furious is a movie that i don't think their scripts are particularly good they're both about family but they're both about family uh there's one of them is very diverse they both move fast <laughs> they both move fast uh both have rocks in them so like way of water is it, like to its credit where it's due it is diverse it's just not necessarily always representationally diverse yeah and yeah there's still at least two one more white person than there should be i'm just saying like kiri oh God, she gets with spider-man i swear to god oh my god if that's the trajectory i i don't know if i could do it but kiri being like our now main protagonist that's a white woman She's or like, Kiri tries to get with Spider, but then Spider goes back to the humans. I like, and that. then they have to fight each other. That one, I'm, I'm like, I'd be into that Romeo and Des Romeo and Juliet. Be, but I'm, see, I'm into that, but I just I think that's too bold. Yeah, for, yeah, for or or or, or, or or like something happens, and then by film four and five, Kiri forgives Spider, and the Spider gets Avatar body. If that's the trajectory, I'm out. Um, oh, 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 a great theory I saw was they said that they're that like. They're cloning bodies, uh, Navi bodies on Earth, right? We got, we, I think we have a fun, the fun video message from Korch, like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but they got a clone body. If I die, it's coming back. So I got to give you the lowdown, me. I think that's great. You what if it. Jake has a clone evil version of himself on Earth right now? Yeah. See, that's not going to happen because that's too cool. <laughs> what if there was an evil Jake being cloned and he's like, you got to fight the, the, the bad version of yourself? Like, I think that'd be insane, but like, that, that'd be I want cool. these movies to be bigger and like more like spectacles. Great. But like now that we're doing like, like the, like being connected to God, I want this to turn into more anime crazy shit. And Kiri slowly is getting there. I think like she could control the, uh, like the, the, she's Aquaman. She can control like nature and stuff. Yeah. She can connect to Awa directly yeah. and, and move life. And I think that's cool. And I hope we get to see that on like a galactic scale or like there's scale. so much in this movie and there's so much I want to talk about, but I do think the sequence where she sends when they're, when they're stuck in the ship and they're drowning and she sends down the life to guide them out, I think is a really good sequence. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think that's really, really strong. Drew would be proud. Hell yeah. Uh, I think it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, 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 and I hope, I hope there's more of that. I want more like weird, like I do agree with Brandon. Like I want more weird, like mystic, like mumbo jumbo nonsense. Like I want lean harder into that. Like the more, God, the more that Pandora becomes like 
technologically humanized and like taken over, the more weird mysticism and weird magic bullshit should be arising to fight it. Right. Like Final Fantasy. Yeah. It should be magic versus technology by the end of this franchise. And mm -hmm. I'm just worried that it's gonna that James is like, I we can't go too big. We gotta keep it focused on on family and this stuff. And I'm like, I, I need you to go bigger, man. No, it's true. Like the more the more fascinating Pandora becomes is the the strength of these films. It is how great is Pandora? How great is the the use of these species and mm -hmm. all of that? Uh, I I agree. I think that's one hundred percent a good point. We can't go too big, bro. You brought in freaking whales in the second movie. The Wait, largest. No, that's not. That's not the same, bro. We had a giant, no, no. a giant monster banshee in the first movie. Like that's like, big. Mon big things aren't. Aren't. Do you, you know, Do you yeah. want to talk about the the brief appearance of Jermaine Clemens? Why? <laughs> yeah. So Jermaine Clemens shows up in this movie having a weird, a weird accent. I'm not sure what accent. I think he started doing an American accent, but only has four lines, so I couldn't really tell. I can't tell if he died or not. So if he's in the next, if he's it does seem like it does seem like he, I don't know how he would have survived. Uh, like in the sense of like it being abandoned at sea. Yeah, yeah But yeah. like it does seem like he at least saw the 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 line coming, so he ducked below it. I think the other dude survived and lost his arm, and he's going to come back with a bionic. Oh arm. yeah, I'm going to be really oh. sad if. That if Jermaine Clayman's got uh, uh, like stone casted for four minutes of this movie and he's not in the next movie because like what what's the point of that and two that dude's definitely coming back with a robot arm and but I thought he's a fun a fun silly villain like is Jermaine Clayman's the guy who's the marine biologist yes. yeah he's barely oh, in the movie okay. <laughs> he's like glasses he seems like he doesn't like what's happening but he also like is just letting it happen yeah he's just like, staying he's there he's like, there. yeah he's just like staying there teaching like oh. Yeah, they gotta go do this, and I'm trying to study them, and this is against everything. But I'm not gonna lift a finger to try and stop them. Boo. Yeah, uh, pointless character in my opinion. Same with like mm -hmm. Edie Falco showing up as our new like quote unquote bad guy, but not really. She's just like I, I give orders, and then I'm gonna disappear. I'm like, okay, I'll see you in the next movie, I guess. <laughs> bye, Corge. Hope you find your Navi. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I think it's really cool. That like we have evil Navi verse. Like I, I think that's cool. I, I do hope we get more of that. Uh, uh, I thought the idea of them when Korich was talking about uh, we need to be like them, eat like them. I thought they were going to literally infiltrate the Navi. <laughs> Me too. Uh, but then they had like literally tattoos on again, them, so they couldn't. <laughs> again, like you know, you can only take that idea so far, and like that's a very military tactic idea. Yeah. But like, I do think that if if that is more of what he runs into, or or anything, like I really hope that they still go with the original Avatar route, which is kind of like if you do that, you're kind of going to be changed by the experience. I don't think yeah. you can be the same person on the other side. Yeah. Like what Avatar does do very well is communicate this idea of Jake integrating completely into being part of this other culture and this other society to the extent where it's fundamentally changed who he is inside yeah now this movie walks that back a little bit just in pure dialogue sense but um i still think that's the heart of the character and what what made it work and i think that that experience should happen to any human who connects to it is that they are they're being changed by the experience uh and so i i think courage should be the same yeah yeah i'll hear that yeah mm -hmm. uh any any final notes um let's see do we miss um yeah we talk about the final battle uh, uh the game is on with with avatar 3 oh we got to prepare for the sky people i'm a water person now um we talked about grace being a, a, a in a coma having a baby there's so much in this movie um yeah but like <laughs> yeah but like, no I'm, I'm just trying to think of like all the really. different things to talk about and, um uh, yeah uh I still think like I, I it opens strong with like with like the destruction of 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 the the forests and stuff and I'm yeah. like oh man they're starting like hot like all these mechs and like they we don't ooh, see them again. Ooh, 
Um, one of my favorite lines, because I just don't, I didn't think of Jake this way. I just don't. Um, and I thought it was just like, this, this, this is a cool way for people to talk about Jake in the Navi culture is when Loak is talking to PyCon uh, and he's saying like, uh, you like the stars? My dad came from a star. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, mm. that's pretty good. That is good that's a good line. Like, like, like just the way they think about him. Like my dad visited us from the stars. Um, that is cool. Yeah. That's like, that's like ancient mythology kind of level conversation yeah. about about a person like that and i i really like that that's that's the way the kids think of jake yeah. i i like the uh like the teenage princess because it's daughter. so much it's so much nicer than saying like my dad used to be sky people yes it's like mm -hmm. my dad came to us from because he doesn't think of him as a sky person exactly he, my yeah. dad yeah. came to us from the stars not only like, that he, he, didn't, points... he didn't live he like he 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 was not in his home and he came home from the stars yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. a mentality yeah. i think it's really not cool. only not only that he says that one he came from that one right yeah, yeah. there. He knows where Earth is on the, yeah. in the sky. And I thought, yeah, I do like that line. That line is pretty cool. Also, I do like the daughter a whole lot. Um, I mean, other than that, this is... What's this her is, name? I, I wish know. I knew her name, Ben. Which uh, one? The daughter of the tribe, of the water tribe. The, the I see are... you girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. know your name. I'm sorry. Um, I don't, this is, I don't want this to sound mean because I do like this movie. But I don't love this movie, and and once That's after okay. talking about it, and after seeing it, this is just another Avatar movie. I've seen this before. It I'm, looks nicer. Yeah, it just looks nicer. It's a new, it's a new, um, it's a new location. It looks nice. Um, I'm this. I don't want to say this movie's kind of meh, but because there's like so much grand spectacle in the technology of what though they can do with the underwater effects, but then the story. Like the way I was thinking about this earlier, if once we finally got to rate it, the technological aspect, straight 10. Absolutely stunning. Everything else, it's a five. Yeah. So I'm trying to meet it in the middle. And I guess um, if it's okay with you guys, I'll just do my rating right now. Yeah, this movie is a seven. Yeah. It's yeah, still yeah. good. It is still a good movie. I still had fun. I was engaged with it the whole time. I was I was looking forward to see I was looking forward to see what would happen to these characters and what would happen at the end of the film. But the, you, there's a lot of like sequel carrots. There's just a bunch of other stuff there. Whereas like the last Avatar, the sequel bait was Jake opening his eyes as his own Avatar, and then it's like it was a would it's like maybe maybe not. If the original Avatar was just a single standalone film, it's like hey, this is a very really well done um, movie, and the environmental messages in the first movie are not subtle. Same with this one; they are very in your face. Um, not that I'm saying that's a bad thing because we should take care of our planet because holy shit. Mm -hmm. um, but the story that is present, presented to us, the dialogue that's presented to us, it is like very, very middle of the road, very bland. But then the, the visuals make up for it. So I would have to say this. I mean, it's still a fun time. If you like the first one, definitely go see the second one. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it's just like, yeah, it's just it's another Avatar movie. It looks great. New location. But you're going to get a lot of what was in that first one. So when yeah, I, I would say yeah. this movie's a seven. When 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 like Martin Scorsese was talking about like the Marvel movies being like the like roller coasters, this is what I think he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Very little substance, all thrill, uh, like you know, a lot of fun highs, but like there's not a lot uh, below the surface. Like sure. that's like and like and I, I do think some Marvel movies are like that, but like at least a lot of them try to do more. Mm -hmm. um, See, Rhea is the name of the daughter by the way see Rhea. I, I you could have gave me a list of five names and i could not have i know, could not have me either. I know. um i i we were all hyped for this movie and like you know like i was like i i i don't feel bad like i never feel bad about like 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 disliking something uh, uh 
like that I wanted to like because like like it just it is what it is and like I I you know 13 years later I was hoping I would get something a little a little more a little more substance yeah um yeah. and it's it's a real good looking movie like again like uh that whale shit I will probably you know I will probably never watch this movie at least for the next couple of years but I will re-watch some of the whale scenes on YouTube in 4k uh, because hearing PyCon talk about his pain is real sad, and that whale is like the best looking visual effects maybe I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, like I'm gonna, I'll see Avatar three. Like you know, I love going to the movies. Um, but like yeah. honestly, if three is like not an improvement, like a lot of movies come out that have great special effects. I honestly don't need to see ev like the greatest special effects movie with no substance every single year. You know what I mean? Like I I see enough movies as it is. I waste enough time as it is. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I agree with a seven. Uh, I wish I can give it higher um with again without these special effects man like this like i just don't care i just i don't know if i care to be honest uh yeah i give it i give it a solid seven yeah i mean i agree with all the points that you know we brought up here and i think we've done a, a good job especially between like my discussion with brandon with, which is very positive heavy as, yes. as you know anyone would have seen and in the, in the, there are a lot of there are a lot of things to like like and enjoy about this movie there's a lot of movie here mm -hmm. um and i think that it's got incredibly high highs just just like some of the highest highs i've experienced in a movie theater this year and some low lows um and it just is that uh for me i give it a nine out of ten and nice. i and i give that nine i i'm telling you right now a whole chunk of that is for the visual effects team mm -hmm. they busted their butts and it looks incredible mm -hmm. and like it is a treat it is a treat to see in theaters i encourage everybody to do it because you don't get to enjoy the lavishness of what we're capable of in visual film like this often. Yes. And I do think that that spectacle deserves mm -hmm. its credit where it's due. Mm -hmm. I acknowledge like plot wise, it's lower, but for what it's visually serving me, the experience I get to have cinematically in the theater, I give it a nine out of 10. They worked really hard to create that. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I love that. Uh, I'm real expecting. Quick. Okay. Uh, uh, I was going to say, I'm expecting Wave Water to win all of the technical awards at the Oscars. Oh, yeah. And yeah. like, every single technical award that's there, they're going to win it. And it's rightly deserved. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. This, like Sparks, you said, the, the, the technology in this film is amazing. What these visual effects artists have been able to do, what these designers have been able to do to bring James Cameron's vision of Pandora to life, especially with, because we saw all the, we saw the water or we saw the land and we saw how, um, the trees are and the forest look in the first one and they look absolutely stunning but to see what is in the ocean to see what it is in majority of i'm assuming because i'm assuming pandora is kind of like earth it's mostly water than land it looks gorgeous yeah. it is absolutely stunning and yes all the credit to the visual effects team yes 10 out of 10 for the visual effects absolutely gorgeous win all yeah. the oscars just just we don't have technical oscars this year they all go to avatar sorry yeah yeah uh I wish, I mean, I wish I can give a higher score, but like movies don't live in theaters. They live on your bookshelf on, no, for sure. on a DVD. Yeah. And like, I don't think this movie is a nine out of 10 when we're going to watch it in a year. And I, that yeah, my, yeah. my opinion may change. Yeah. yeah. But I, that cinematic experience is, is very good currency to me right now. No, mm -hmm. I get you. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I reassess movies all the fucking time. No, I get it. No, I get it. I, no, it's like, yeah. 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 Podcast nonsense. Yes. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, so I think that'll do it yeah. for Way of Water. Um, that will. Uh, this is probably totaling out about three hours, so... Still not, as, solid, not as much as the movie. A solid and fun <laughs> review. Uh, you could almost run this in tandem uh, when you get it on Blu-ray. Commentary. All right. Um, ben, where can people find you? You can find me on the internet at benmagna 27 Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You can also find me writing for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, GoNintendo.com, and playing Mary Frankenstein in the D and Dark podcast. Awesome. Ryan? You could find me um, searching for that AWA pill because I desperately want it at DJ Tony Snark 616. Yeah. Uh, and you can find me uh, at Sparks Witty on Instagram, Twitter, SBRKZ Witty. Check out all the Fickner podcast stuff here on the YouTube channel through all our stuff, FickNerPodcast.com, all that wonderful jazz. Uh, when this is coming out, we probably have our holiday annual dropping pretty much the next day. If not, oh my these God. things are pretty close together. And it there's is a the couple week. of other surprises for the holidays. So keep an eye out on the channel. There's a lot to check out. And uh, until next time, stay fake nerds. I see you. I see you. I see you. <laughs>